Hey friends, it's Jace. Oh yes, it's Char. And you're tuned in to Kiss and Tell Radio. Alrighty, we rolling. Oh yeah? With the homies. What's up guys? Welcome to another episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. Yes, it's a it's another Friday, another show. Mm-hmm. Another show on the books. Yes. What episode so, is this? Do you even know? Hell, you know I don't know. <laughs> Four years in. You know damn well I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, before we get into things, you know, I think it's just best this week if we just jump into introducing our guest. He's quite the chatty Kathy, mm-hmm. and I know that it's burning him up because he hasn't said anything yet. He hasn't had the chance to say anything yet. So let's just jump right into that. This week we have Ryan Mitchell, a.k.a. the Slay God. He is the sassy gay best friend that has no filter but will never steer you wrong. With his love for all things Beyonce, fashion, pop culture, and slaying, Ryan should basically run for president because clearly – you don't have to have much experience to do that. Uh, While trying to balance his work and non-existent. Well, I think that's different now. While tra- so I'll rephrase oh. that. So while try- trying to balance his work and dating life, Mitchell has risen as an entertainment host, cultural commentator, and social media guru. He's consulted for Billboard and The Hollywood Reporter, hosted Pride Night for the LA Clippers at the Staples Center, all while giving a platform to many rising talents and celebrities with his daily show, Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan on the first nationally syndicated FM talk radio station, Channel Q. Ryan has always made it his priority to use his talents to create positive, humor-filled conversations that speak truth to the communities that he is a part of and he truly loves. Welcome to Kiss and Tell Radio. I'm so excited I can talk. This well, right. He has been like itching in the corner about to burst. <gasps> well, it's so yes. weird. Like you said, like I do my show and I talk for three hours a day. And so like having a moment where I can just sit back and be like, Y'all run the show. And I actually made Ryan pull up a clip of Give Me a Break, the 90s sitcom, because we were in studio one day. I'm going to explain why. We were in studio one day, and Ryan was talking. I've heard him speak a million and one times. But we were in studio because I have filled in on your show a few times. Yes, 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 and did a fabulous job. Thank you. And I said, Ryan, you talk like Nell Carter. What? I don't even know who Nail Carter Me is. Me either. You are, okay? So the the people listening who are of my breed, who are of, who who get what I get. What's your breed, Char? Well, they they know, know they know who Nail Carter is. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with Chicago. Booga, booga. They know they definitely. <laughs> did you just call me a racial slur? Yeah, so did Come you just on? call me a racial slur? Oh my Not God. at all. I know you just didn't call me Not a racial slur. Oh, this is the kiss and tell experience <laughs> that I was looking for. I know he just didn't call this me is, no racial slur. You know slur. what? I'm just going to sit back. But those of you show. who are familiar with Nell Carter and the 90s sitcom, a, Emmy Award winning sitcom, Give Me a Break. Yeah. I think it aired on NBC for a few years. Then you'd know Ryan sounds just like the late, great Nell Carter. Rest in peace. I literally feel like, Char, you are the person that knows these outlandish, like, little tips. <laughs> <laughs> like, Everything. And I'm like, what are you? A dictionary? It's like, of all names. pop culture. I'm like, what? Well, you know, I have my references. <laughs> I don't know everything, but I certainly have my lexicon. I mean, it's that actually I choose iconic. from. Yeah. So let's get into this weekend 
roundup. Uh, let's start with. Do we want to start with Ryan? What did you do yeah, this Ryan, weekend? What'd you do? This weekend actually was a very relaxing weekend. I I did go to DTL uh, DTLA Proud. For we a were there bit, as well. Um, but it was way too hot, and I could not. I I'm not. I don't thrive in heat. Uh, what did you, did you go? Saturday yeah. or Sunday? I went on Saturday, and then a little bit on Sunday, and like around like. I was One-ish. mad because I bought my damn ticket. I know I went to a great cause, but yeah. they didn't even check to see if I had my ticket. No. All they did was slap a wristband on me, and yeah. they made me throw my hot sauce out. Oh. Yes. Wait, and I know. You're like, what's that girl from the Cheetah Girls that had the hot sauce in her? Uh, she was uh, the one with the lisp. Uh, oh, Keely. Keely yes. Williams. She, has, she was from Texas. She had Yeah, I've always her, carried but. hot sauce with me. The only reason why I threw it out is because I only had a little bit left. Oh, okay. But the lady was like, listen, we don't allow outside food or drink, so finish it up or we're going to have to toss it. It honestly could have been her, a bomb, though. But I looked at her in her face, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, I looked at her, and I'm like, finish it up. You should have right. drank it. Right? This is habanero hot sauce. What do you mean? <laughs> Throw this shit out. Quit playing in my face. Oh, I'm glad we can cuss. Yes. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Okay, good. Yeah, okay, so, good. oh, yes, we're not on the air. Oh, yes. I'm no like, FCC. I am so ready to say fuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, fuck, fuck, Okay, fuck, so fuck. what else did you do? Um, and yeah. then I hung out with um a guy that I'm hanging out with. Oh. And so that was cute. The bio guy. Mm. Yeah, it was cute. It was really cute. So it was very chill. I like to take my weekends because during the week I work so much. Mm-hmm. And so I like to take my weekends to absolutely do nothing. I did binge 13 Reasons Why, though. How was that? A waste of time. It was. Yes. It was honestly the worst experience that I've ever felt like I've been through, and I want my money back. Oh. Um, you pay for that? Well, for, yeah, for it's Netflix. Netflix. So it's part you of your monthly what, They do, yes, because <laughs> I spent my time watching that. You it know was what? I tried, I tried to watch the first season. Which and was good. The first two seasons are my favorite. I couldn't get into it. Really? I just felt like it wasn't for me. Angsty teen, suicide drama. Don't you like Euphoria? It, I love Euphoria. Yeah. I love Euphoria, but I just didn't. Them continents yeah. didn't meet for me. It didn't click yeah. with me in 13 reasons. It doesn't. Season one and season two doesn't follow the same kind of storyline. They completely switch places. Plot, and it became this murder mystery like version of Clue like who killed I thought you? it was that I thought it was like uh, Pretty Little Liars meets Clue so no meets <laughs> Gossip Girl meets Clue meets well, kind of, I guess Murder it was, She Wrote yeah it was kind of like that whole mystery you never played the board game Clue I know but in a I've never really. So they've had a movie. The mixture of the combination of descriptions sounds like very confusing and terrible. That's exactly what this season three of. Um, mm, that's why I didn't click with. Uh, Thirteen reasons. Right. And there's a black girl narrating, and the main character dies. Right. She no spoiler. Got Sorry, on guys. my nerves. So you, I mean, no, she was the worst character of all time that I would never at, at, like. In, and wasn't it influencing kids to kill themselves at one point? What? Or? Well, no, it was. Well, yeah, somebody kinda, did it glamorize. Kill. It glamorized suicide because they, when the the scene of Hannah when she did it, it really showed and also the whole uh, the preface of the show is she leaves these tapes yeah someone really committed suicide yeah, yeah. Uh, during season one and left tapes yeah a la Hannah I remember seeing so the story it, it was a whole moment where people were like okay now you're making this look like it's a cool thing yeah. that's the reason in all honesty why I don't really like fuck with like Billie Eilish because I feel like there's this glamorizing mm. and, like a glamorization to me she's euphoria suicide. but what does she have to do with suicide well no or, or just something? depression like she's very uh, yeah. like they're very yeah. like pro depression We'll, and I'm just emo. like, when did that become cute? We'll talk about her VMA acceptance speech on that bus in Russia. <laughs> Coming up soon. Oh, my God. Jace, what did you do? Um, I did a little tramping in the summer. Um, we went to Pride. Um, James and Anthony and Ryan, I interview what others did Saturday. Um, Was that the first time they did that, by the way? What? Because I'm not what, from Mixed LA. summer tramp well, and Pride? Yeah. 
Because um, I, I don't even know what I Summer Tramp know. is. I saw summer it, but Tramp's I was like, a party that happens occasionally. That was my first time going. Oh. I feel like that's not... Is it not, like a premium game? It's not, not for it, me. No, it's kind of like the middle... Because um, like there are... There is bears and very right, like it, it's not for sure i know that to be yeah. true based on the it's photos like the white gaze but I not seen. the we hope not the uppity gaze of we hope but more like oh, the dtla gaze. i like the D- see dtla is more my vibe we is like no yeah it was because the racism so up front <laughs> yes yeah I'm but not, it's subtle in downtown no. yeah it's a little subtle <laughs> i deal with white people on a regular basis i don't want to go party and get drunk around them and yeah. especially in your speedo in the hot sun with the with the flamito flamingo floaty yeah Shout. i mean it was fun um the second day, I was supposed to go only one day, but James and Anthony convinced me to have Hot Boy Summer for Saturday. I came back the next day with my dog, expecting to lay my blanket out and have my little chips and my beer. <laughs> but they're all at Summer Tramp, dropping it low. Yeah. In Speedos. <laughs> so I went over to Summer Tramp with Cookie, my dog. And I what type of white dog is Cookie? A French bulldog. <gasps> oh, Cookie! I love French yeah, bulldogs. She got an ang- she got anxiety Cookie issues. Cookie got a lot of issues. So, so does Coco, my dog. She, Mo- she's what a kind very, of dog do you have? She's a Shih Tzu Cocker Spaniel Poodle. Uh, this is my favorite oh, breed. <laughs> so she, yeah, she's a she is a rescue dog she's in some way. She's three breeds. She's three breeds. Yeah, so she Shih Tzu Cocker Spaniel and Poodle. Yeah, so she came from uh, what are those things called where they they breed like a breeder, uh-huh. but it was illegal. So I found out oh. that when I read, oh, I remember Oprah doing a show on this when they have all the yes. the cages in the in the pantry and so stuff. So I what? Well, I was looking for a dog and I was looking at shelters, but I couldn't like it wasn't nothing was popping up. And so I I found her on Craigslist and this woman like it was back in Nashville. It was we met at a part like Walmart parking lot, mm-hmm. and um, it was like they were very like very ho dunk like what's up y'all kind of like very country it was like but it was outside it was like literally where there was no street lights um and so i had to meet them during the day and she was like um yeah the the husband was like yeah we just she's not gelling well with my wife and i had to sell my boat to get her and my guns your boat and your guns it was it was like they were making up all this shit and i just knew i was gonna say that make that only makes sense if the dog is a pure breed but this is a triple mutt yeah they were making it like i was like you know what because we had shih tzus growing up and those things were about eight hundred dollars i was ready for her i was like girl just come here like yeah. just come here i just did gave, you pay yeah it was only like a hundred like she was only 150 dollars. Okay. so I, I gave it to her and then i ended up finding out because a week later or a couple weeks later my mom the i sent her a picture like when coco gave me the lady was in the picture mm-hmm. well i sent it to my mom be like hey should i get this dog well this picture was all over the news and like in the next like couple of weeks later saying like this couple was, was like, running like a kennel yes. out of their basement and i oh. felt so bad because i was like one i one i do have a rescue dog in some sense but then two i wish i would have like grabbed another one because she <laughs> had like siblings and, yeah. and just i would have loved to have another dog yeah. and, and, and especially in that case like that she's very skittish like she's still like she's very just yeah. awkward well dog. cookie ain't skittish C- cookie just got an attitude she got the soul of a cookie got more seven issues in vogue. <laughs> she got more issues in vogue um did you do anything else no that was my summer oh you made that chicken sandwich oh i did make the chicken sandwich um so <coughs> i went to popeyes for this i just want to put on my bulletin board but i'll just say it now so i went to popeyes got turned away again for the third time i'm not getting um it. And so I was like, fuck this shit. And so I went to the grocery store, got some ingredients, and made some at home. 
and we're yeah, actually delicious. Yeah, we're going to talk about it because I had the sandwich earlier today. Mm-hmm. And we'll get oh, yeah. to it when and we I'm get to it. I'm shocked because Popeye already announced that they're but out. But there are certain locations as of but today. somehow. Can't talk about Friday when y'all are hearing this, <laughs> but there are certain locations in the Los Angeles area. I don't know about Houston and Memphis and wherever you're listening oh, from. I'm not getting that good Popeye sandwich the year it's, 2050. It's, it, it was good, but we'll talk about that later. My weekend, as I talked about last week, I was supposed to be in Chicago because I had girlfriends here from Dallas. Now, um, I ended up getting very irritated, not at them, but at myself because I should have followed my first mind and I've learned to stop overextending myself for people because right. what they did not detail out to me is that they were here on a uh, an itinerary-based community service trip. Uh, so it was like... What? Yeah, because they're, so part, of, even tell you. they're <laughs> part of the, uh, of an organization. And so the thing that had kind of pissed me off is that is every time... Is it a time, secret organization? Is that no, the reason why they didn't tell you? No, it's not a secret organization. Oh, <laughs> I just didn't... I was just confused on why no, they didn't No, they're part you. of an auxiliary group. Oh, but the thing okay. is, they were saying like, oh, we're going to be in LA, yeah. yada, yada. So the way that it was painted to me was that this was a leisure trip. Yeah, and we would be meeting but every time I was like Central LA or Hollywood they were you know cleaning the sidewalk in front of Nipsey shop or hiking or like doing typical LA activities but they didn't need me for anything and so it kind of felt like at one point it kind of felt like me chasing them around my city right like where y'all at which and I was like "Mm -mm." and so what I ended up doing Saturday is that uh, one of my sisters it works in fashion and one of her colleagues was here who I met during my birthday he's British and fabulous darling I love that um and so his name is Joel. Shout out to Joel. Joel was here oh, yes. and we met up for coffee. Mm-hmm. And then I had never been to the Soho house. So he took <gasps> me to the Soho You've never house. Been, oh, in uh, West Hollywood? Yeah. He me took, either. He you got to go to the Malibu one. Oh, that one is well, the I hear house. That, I hear that you can, so can't nice. get into that one unless you're a Malibu resident. You, well, no, it's actually different. Or, like, it's a different thing. So you have to sign up separately for the WeHo one and you have to sign up for that one as well. But I heard so. that you have to specifically be a Malibu resident to no, get access to No, you don't actually. No, 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 you don't. I huh. have people that live out here that don't. Well, they haven't opened the downtown one. That's where I wanted to go to. It was supposed oh, to be yeah. open in March. But yeah, anyway, yeah. I went to the WeHo one, had drinks. It was nice. It's cute. Of course, it's like this overhyped type situation. Like you step in and you're like, this is it. But yeah. it was cute. You can't take no pictures of nothing. They will No. Really? Yeah. No. No. You're not allowed to have your phones out. You cannot anything. have your phone out. because they, they got me together. Yeah. Um, oh. and so, no yeah. And so after that, I was like, I was like at the halfway mark and I was supposed to meet my girlfriends at this gentrified soul food spot that they picked that was overpriced <laughs> for six o'clock dinner, but they didn't reply back to me till five forty-five. So by that time I was already on my way back to downtown Los Angeles. And then I met up with another friend. We went to Joey's. Oh, I love a Joey's. I Ooh, went to the Joey's, Joey's is, is a restaurant. Uh, it serves like, it has like a global menu where you can get like, it's upscale, mm-hmm. beautiful, uh, ambiance it's great for date night or if you want to get some friends and thank you (laughs) whether you want to get some friends or go on a date and it has like 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 i said a a worldly menu and everything like oh and what i love about it is that the kitchen is has windows so you can see your oh i love a restaurant where yes. i can see the flames go and up. it's a full window <laughs> oh, i love that it's a full Give window it's not like little squares it's literally like <sighs> a full like this behind us and you can yes. see your food oh. and you can basically get sushi a burger it's a worldly type menu it's reasonably priced they have a happy oh, okay. hour and it's called joey's downtown yes That's but w- it's new downtown because the one that i had went to was the one in woodland hills and jason frequents that one if you don't know who jason is that's the game so when <laughs> When I used to go there in 2015, Mess. he was always there. 
um, God. and so yeah it's the new downtown hotspot you guys gotta check it out maybe we can all go one day for a happy that. hour or something I would like that. love that you love it and so and that's I'm close to downtown so that's my that's my I hang out same. over there so that's what I did on Saturday and then on Sunday I linked up with Jace and James and Anthony yeah. and I went to I got toasty and I went to go support mm-hmm. Michelle Michaels who's the world's number one Beyonce impersonator <gasps> yes we finally and got the, that she, performance of um, uh, of already yes mm-hmm. we got we finally got that performance. It was good. Before Beyonce. Thank God. But she changed her performance because when I interviewed her for In the Meantime back in June, it was supposed to be this fire marshal type thing. And like she was. Well, because I called a fire marshal because she wanted flames and stuff. You can't do that. They had approved it from my understanding. However, she changed it because the gift didn't come out until the week of, Mm -hmm. till July 19th when The Lion King hit. And I interviewed her in June. So she must have reformatted her whole stage show. And so that is what I did. This has been the longest segment for Weekend Roundup. I love that. That is what I did. <laughs> You've um, seen busy and booked. And so it was It was great. But I was very exhausted because those of you who know me personally know that I was counting down to when I go to Chicago. Now it's in, in three weeks. I'll be gone in, in two weeks from the time that this airs. Yeah. I'll be in Chicago for a full week. Don't bother <gasps> Ooh, me. That's going to be fun. I cannot wait to see my mom. Yeah. Like, I just need to get out of Los Angeles because I'm running on autopilot. I'm, I'm burnt out. That's a little thing that we kind of had in common because I have my dad and stuff lives in Chicago and my, the rest of my family lives in Champaign-Urbana. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So we little... go back often. Like my grandmother's still there, my aunt's still yeah. there. Ev- like everyone is still and there. And then really quickly, last year for a friend in college, and these are like my sisters, I had sacrificed something because we had a brunch at Mama's Shelter. It was like a welcome to summer brunch oh, and yeah. I had invited them, but they chose to have brunch with like uh, it was her husband's cousin and so they didn't come till really late like when I say late everybody was leaving late and I had two plans that day it was supposed to be brunch and then one of my friends in my neighborhood was having a pool party yeah. that is what I was supposed to do instead I changed my plans because they showed up in the final hour and we I ended up giving them a tour of Hollywood See, I'm very n- then by the, by when the it comes t- to lateness me too. I will close the door the <laughs> door too. is closed me too but I- there are certain instances where I've made sacrifices yeah. but I'm learning that because I go back and forth when I didn't make sacrifices it's char you to this char you to that but as I've gotten older like I've shared on this podcast my gray area has has uh widened yeah and but I'm finding that with it widening I'm getting irritated the door is closed the door is closed and so basically uh, what happens is I gave them a tour of Hollywood race to the pool party by the time I got to the pool party everything had been breathed over chips had been dipped oh, you know like there was no. so you missed you missed out I basically yeah. missed the party sacrificing my time for the, and they were supposed to they didn't respect my time yeah so yeah. I'm learning that you know next friend from college that comes in town I love you to death but no I ignore everyone but no <laughs> I guess no, so, for the most part I, I ignore do as well everyone I they know honestly if unless you're like really really close to me and I want to see you no, but not. these people are really, really yeah, close see that, to me. Yeah, I would make time, but then even then, I'm like, okay, well, this is the schedule I'm working with. But they're prioritizing their whatever over me right. after blowing up. Like the, my yeah, friends that just were that here, my friends that just were here, they might as well have not even told me. <laughs> right, because you canceled I, your trip. I canceled, yeah. Now, granted, that's why I'm not mad at them. I'm mad at myself because no one told me to cancel my right, trip. Right. I volunteered to do that. That was just a learned lesson. Yeah, yeah at 31, yeah. a dumb lesson. If you don't make the plans, like concrete plans, like... 
at this time we're going to be here. I just say, okay, and then if they well, do no, it. Well, no, because I thought it was a leisure trip. So when I left the radio station on Friday, I'm like, let's meet at Mama's Shelter at 4. Yeah, let's see something cute. Some, mm-hmm. You know, my, tourists will love a Mama's Shelter if yes, you've never been will. to L.A. And they already had things booked up. And so the thing is, they were staying like in Century City, and I'm all the way in <gasps> Northeast L.A. So I'm <sighs> like, if I ain't in Hollywood or yeah. Mid-City L.A., that's, There's no that's a journey. No, 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 it's no, the journey. No. <laughs> as Tisha Campbell says, it's the journey. Yes, it's the journey. Are we ready to move on? Yes, yes we is. All right, let's get to this damn bulletin board. All right, we are back with the bulletin board. And so it's nice to have you here, Ryan, because we're going to do a very, 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 very brief okay. recap of the 2019 VMAs. What, what were some of your highlights? Okay, highlights for sure. Lizzo, um, Miley Cyrus was really a big highlight for me. I okay, l- I take back what I said about Lizzo. Last week when Trace was on, I said we should have uh, Lizzo, I mean, we should have Meg the Stallion do this main stage instead of Lizzo because we got Lizzo at the BET Awards. But Ooh. You know, Ooh, there's a, there's enough for both. Yeah, I still think Megan should have been there, but Lizzo I is do, a, I agree. Lizzo is a phenomenal performer. Yeah, I loved Miley as well. I think Normani should have opened though. Um, here's the thing with Normani, I wasn't that. I didn't, I felt like it was missing something. I one I I a was vocal. Well, n- well, of course, nobody had their mics on except for some of the girls. Yeah. Um, but for her specifically, I knew this was such a big moment, and I was hoping that her performance wasn't just going to be a recreation. Yeah. Oh my of gosh. The music video. Yeah. One of my I wanted friends, something else. One of my friends said because I was watching with one of my um homeboys, and yeah. he said this was her opportunity to flip the song on its head and give oh, us something totally different. Like she could have put it. I mean, it's from her little clips and videos. She was acting like she was working up in the dance studio so I Uh thought we were going to be like oh bitch this is Mm -hmm. a moment especially when she's created other moments and it was like the live what she could have saved the live rendition of the video for is for the tour yeah and also that would have worked I'm tired of first of all she needs to be considered a pop girl she is a pop star she is a pop girl but my thing is I feel like they keep giving her mics like she's an R&B singer and I'm over it it's for the aesthetic but I need what like Britney Spears in 2000 had a headset. She yeah. was a headset queen. Mm-hmm. She was never a handheld mic. The handheld mic. I was comes, over it. The handheld mic comes from the school of Beyonce. Yeah. Because Beyonce's not a headset queen, but Beyonce's also an R&B girl. Exactly. With a vocal. Exactly. And that's why I say, you know, do a cute little we can't, crossover. Right. We can't uh, be so quick to cl- uh, crown a new Supreme because you have to have, according to the to the Coven chapter season three, <laughs> oh you have to have all of the elements, honey. My that's dear, true, the seven elements. My dear, you yes. have passed choreography yes. flawlessly yes but you know what we're missing vocals thank you she's not a live performer but that's my thing she's fantastic i'd go see normani well, but i know what to expect vocally, she's not alive eh. for me i like janet jackson so i can like normani see i <clears throat> what? well can I, can I touch the bell? Janet, I? Yes, you have permission. <laughs> Janet, what I'm saying is in that comparison, Janet is not known oh, for her vocals. Right, gotcha. No, she's most definitely not. But I like but that I Normani gives us I love I love that Normani gives us technical dancing with the feminine twist. Yes. It's not the Omarion yeah. Sierra of it. She, yes. that's where the Beyonce element comes in because it has that feminine twist to it. Wow, such a good way to say that. Yeah, so Miley, Lizzo, Normani, and then um, Cardi B, anytime she's at the stage, for me, a personality shine. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. was the best moment, but her (laughs) dress was the worst. I hated that dress. Oh, the red thing? It was too tight on the hips. Everything was a bit too small. They should have went up a size. I don't know 
why mm-hmm. she's feeling like, oh, well, once they do it in Photoshop, though, it'll look like it fits. It doesn't look like it fits. Well, at you know, all. she got her new work done, so she's probably, I don't know, she's covering thinking, the scars. I like her teeth. Well, you like Cardi's mm-hmm. teeth? That's a really particular moment. <laughs> I, yeah, I do. What, what about, you think you like her teeth surgery, you mean? Her surgery, yeah. Oh, I mean, okay. not the before. She only got the bottom row fixed. I no, mean, not really? the top row. No, no, she had, she to had the top row, too. Stop. Nothing was wrong with the top row. Yes, it Everything was. was doing like. No, it wasn't. It was yes, just the bottom row, was. right? I don't know, no, honey. she got a whole set. Everything oh, like right. She got like a, a set of ninis. All right. Yes. They're done. What did you think about Sean and Camilla? That there's no chemistry whatsoever. Someone tweeted and said they've seen more chemistry between BB and CC Wine. <laughs> I saw that too. I think I retweeted it. <laughs> I saw it. Here's the thing about that. I I will never put one's sexuality like I'm never going to say some cis hetero presenting man that claims that for himself mm-hmm. is gay. He comes out every three months and lets the girls know exactly that, I like vagina. And that's how you already know he's going to slowly get work his way up to whatever he's going to be getting into the. Mm-hmm. journey but for me it's the journey i um saw no chemistry i feel like this is just a ploy it happens with him at it's the Met literally Gala. like the public it happens the publicist it's a called. pr thing yeah. and, and camilla is also looking for a low-key come up because she is she's good um and i think she actually shined in that performance yeah um but for the most part she's blah to me we had allison stoner is that her last name so, yeah she's yeah. a she's a pure lesbian now or yeah. bisexual really queen. yeah yeah mm-hmm. she came out yeah i yeah. thought this was the haircut no Mm-mm. i mean no she's when she came out that's when the haircut happened because um, lesbian. Yeah, she did a fantastic job. Melissa Arnett did a great job. I wanted them yeah. to do um, Gossip Folk. Didn't they do that? Mm-mm. Is that we're talking oh, no, about? They get past that dust. Yeah, they get past the dust. Work it. Okay, what did you guys I think of the the three D VR text? I didn't like it. I was okay. One, I you know like I was to confused. play in the mi- marijuana, mm-hmm. and so I was very high, and I couldn't figure out if we could see it or was it the crowd that saw Thank it. You. I was really concerned. Okay, um, but for the most part, it was. I thought the. It, Next level of graphics. I thought they actually put the money worth, and I actually really liked everything about yeah. the, from the stage to this. The, the what about everything? What did you think? I thought personally, I thought that they did a good job this year of having people that I didn't know that I'd never heard, and then people yeah. that I was like, I'm familiar with. Did you? What did you think about the the tribute at the end? I was like, Where's Wendy to saunter across the stage? These are her people. This is her era. This is what she talks about. Naughty by nature. Also, Stretch. little Kim. I thought we're. I mean, I know it was like a New Jersey specific. It was thing. specific New Jersey. Yeah, but I, I also with little Kim being in there, I would have been like, Oh, well, they could have at least bought her up for at least a little moment. It was right. specific to New Jersey. Um, but also, how dare Wyclef? Let's cross the Hudson. But also, I know, but still, they have their own. It would be like yeah. if you had That's Oakland hip hop right. and LA hip hop. How dare the white people get a better tribute than we will ever get on the BET Awards? Like that was actually a really good tribute, and I feel like the white people were just over there like dancing off beat, and they had no clue what was. Oh actually my gosh! Happening. And speaking of dancing off beat, I felt like it was definitely Taylor's night. It was to Taylor. Do what? I'm just saying, like oh, she got so much camera it was time. Tailored yeah. to Taylor. Yes, yeah, Taylor. Because she Taylor. had to show that she had black Taylor. And I was pissed <laughs> because I was uh, uh, normally I don't get so invested in these things. Things, but Ariana Grande was robbed for video of the oh, year. Oh, for sure. There is no way that for Taylor's sure. uh, uh, You Need to Calm Down should have won over Thank You Next. Well, that's how these wor- these award shows work. If you yeah. come, you either perform, yes. you know you're getting an award. Yes. And I think this is all a part of Taylor Swift's whole rebranding. What do you think? What the do you LGBT. Think? I was just about to ask you. I was just yes. about like to gross. ask you both. What do you think about Taylor's new brand of House advocacy? Mother. I think it's gross. And do I think you think it's, it's 
sincere? I don't think it's. I don't think it, to be honest. I've been very vocal about how I feel about Taylor Swift. I don't think anything about her is genuine. Mm-hmm. I think she's very Regina George. Yes. Um, I we've I have I heard sh- stories. I know friends that have. We both are from Nashville. I know friends that have went to high school with her, and they have never had great experiences. And this was when she was a teenager, writing about how she likes her scoot like that. Mm-hmm. You know, she's doing those journals. Thing. Yeah. I love when her. she was country. Yeah, and so my thing is, I just don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I just I don't like it. I don't think anything is real about you her. You think it's posturing Especially, and positioning? Yeah. Now that she's automatically talking about, oh, she felt a certain way. Like she feels so bad about not speaking up during she 2016. Should. You should. She should. Mm-hmm. You because you became t- you became the soundtrack for white nationalist rallies, oh, and you didn't yes. say or do anything in that moment. And you talked about yourself. The entire reputation was a a, a, a album about herself. A, a disingenuous and a album. Time that we needed reputation, someone of her platform. Reputation was cosplay. Yeah. So uh, so is what she's doing now. So what did you think about the damn host? I felt that they were so off base with that. Who was that? I can't forget. He's a comedian. I've definitely seen his face Ooh. come across my um my Netflix for like stand-up comedy specials. Oh. Um, he's a comedian, but it felt off base and out of touch, and his jokes didn't really connect. Like his opening monologue about safe spaces and May- oh, it was warnings. actually it was actually what? quite offensive. I saw people in the audience yeah, I was like, where they were like, this? "Yeah, it wasn't good." I think they were trying to. My thing is, I feel like MTV is having a problem figuring out their demographic. Yeah, where because MTV is known to kind of be kind of innovative in some way, but they're still like, well, they're lacking now. Yeah, they are, but you know, overall, they're supposed to be known the to VMAs kind of be a are part slipping. of you know what is a trailblazer in yeah. some way. And this just really showed that they were they were a little confused because that was a terrible choice for this man. I don't know who this guy was. What's he was his name? Somebody Sebastian. Sebastian Mar- Mariscolo. Mm. And he talked, he said he lived in Mariscolo. California, but is he from Jersey? He's from Jersey. Okay, that's why I was like, I couldn't tell because I was like, who's like, he's, a, he's an Italian that? stallion from uh, Georgia. But can we I mean, from, some, from Georgia, um, from Jersey. <laughs> some from water? Aren't they having water issues in Newark? They sure are. They were being uh, they protested. Are? Yeah, there was um, like Flint water issues. Actually, yeah, like their water is worse than what's Flint is what's Whoa. happening in Flint, and so that that's why it was such a moment where people were protesting outside the VMA, saying, "Dude, y'all having this huge lavish event, and we don't got no drinking water." Wow. So they were trying to bring attention to that. Well, let's move on. Um, a black lady sketch show. It was just announced that they got renewed for a season two. I'm excited about that. How do you feel about the show? Homie? Yes. Have you watched it? I have watched it. Okay. What do you think? That's it. <laughs> and that's actually, no shade. That's no shade. Because I, I, I'm not actually a fan of sketch comedy unless it was like Mad TV or like nothing will top Mad TV or all ever. that. Yes, and so and those are my two favorites. And so for this, I think this last show where it was the the Romeo Romeo and Juliet, but there was like yes. the fan bases like uh, of Nicki Minaj and Cardi uh-huh. B. That that one with Quint, that one was hilarious. But sometimes it just doesn't hit for me. And I feel like that happens with all sketch comedy because there's not. Um, uh, there's certain things in SNL that hit for me differently. Yeah. Like and a live studio audience will make me laugh right, before right. just because you know the I jokes. Laugh, yes. I don't laugh consistently when I do t- tune into SNL, which is extremely rare. Yeah. I didn't laugh consistently with with all that or Matt TV as well. But I was listening to an interview with Robin Thede, and she said they intentionally named it a Black Lady Sketch Show instead. Initially, it was named the Black Lady Sketch Show, but they're like, well this is not the only one mm. like this is just one like it's you know, a version of, right yeah, right and so take. it's not a representation of it, it they, they try to cover all the bases but they know that not every black woman or every black person is going to be able to, to relate yeah but i, I feel shocked. like it's easy watch it's easy easy tv watching on a friday night or during it the is. weekend it is i yeah. love the, that damn her tap 
the character that Robin Thede plays. That's my favorite sketch. Yeah. Whenever she pops up, I know I'm going to be laughing. See, my sketch was the one when they first started in the initial episode where they were with the, the ash. With the ash, mm-hmm. I cried on that one. That one was hilarious. I love and the bad bitch. So there are certain ones. It's yeah. only thirty minutes. I yeah. love that the guest stars, the guest stars are there. You never know who's going to mm-hmm. pop up. We got Marla Gibbs, Jack A. Mm-hmm. That kind of gives you like Loretta a, Divine, Kelly Rowland. It kind of reminds me of some way of kind of like the old school kind of black renaissance, like the like the UPN shows where you uh-huh. would have mm-hmm. those celebrities mm-hmm. pop in and you were like oh my god this it was actually a moment in time where it was like a huge thing to have black celebrities on black shows to yeah like, right it was like a press moment mm-hmm. like that's yeah. that that's what that gives me yeah i was actually kind of shocked that it was renewed just because the audience is so particular mm. and i'm yeah. i have seen a lot of like, white tweets. people love it they do but uh, that also bothers me me too yeah. that bothers me because i don't know why white people are laughing so hard but you know the, the demographic <laughs> with insecure was the same thing i thought insecure because right. my timeline is the negroes going at it about same. lawrence and right Issa. Same. but when those numbers rolled in it was like 60 percent of, of the audience was white people when i remember i had i was i was at work and it was like this big white burly guy he's like so country i mean like low-key kind of confederate flag country he came in the office talking about insecure and how he felt like he was on lawrence's side i was like burr like very scooby voice like i was like oh this is (laughs) like this was very uh you never know who's watching what you don't you really don't so um congrats to them though i love script yes congrats to them i love uh you know as Issa so famously said who is also an ep on the show i'm rooting for everybody black period and so because these are black women kind of carving their lane and I like all of them. Quinta is my absolute favorite. I interviewed her once and she is just brilliant. You know what's so funny? When I first moved to Los Angeles, I went to a comedy show in a loft in downtown Los Angeles. It wasn't even a theater. Oh, I love that. It was a loft and it was when Quinta first garnered fame for he got money. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I met her there and got a picture with her and loved her. And then, of course, when she worked for BuzzFeed, I'd see her all the time and I'd be like... At Roscoe's or something, or around <laughs> Sweet Green or something. Um, so yeah, I like her. I, I love the juxtaposition of Roscoe's and Sweet Greens. Listen, two a, different places. A girl has Complete. diverse taste buds Complete. now. And then um, <laughs> I fell in love with with Robin when um, I went to the premiere. Mm. And I've also I've always been a fan of of Issa. Oh, for sure, my Capricorn mm-hmm. sister. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. So, um, also, what got renewed is Drunk History. Now, I've hashtagged this. <coughs> I would like to have a beverage, and I would love to narrate an episode. It ain't got to be a black. Well, I would prefer it be Black History, but it don't have to be specifically LGBT history. I just need them to call me and pour up my <laughs> Tito's and let me narrate. Tito's is your choice. Tito, I'm a mm-hmm. vodka girl. Girl, no. I know, everybody, I your tequila. Wi- no, I'm a whiskey. Whiskey. Oh. I love a whiskey well, you're, you're, or tequila. But I'm Southern. I was about to say, you're previously on Nashville. Southern. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nashville Welcome on ABC. To, that was to my the show. Cafe. I loved Raina and Juliet Barnes. Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, so. People, oh, that worked my nerves when I was serving. I used to serve downtown, and people would be like, where's the cafe that's in that show? I'm like, girl, it is down the block a couple miles down. It's not in. When it was on Ooh. ABC, it's, it was fantastic. It jumped the shark when it went to C, uh, CMT. Yeah. And when they killed Raina, like, I was glued to the TV Wednesday. And I still remember it was Wednesday nights <laughs> i loved nashville and i used to love hearing scarlet go previously on nashville <laughs> nashville that's how she said no. it previously nashville. on nashville so uh yeah drunk history got renewed it's the they're going into their seventh season they're, they're on comedy central yeah. i love that show but i only again watch certain episodes like i think the first time i ever heard of it was when crystal uh narrated yeah, that's the only, yeah. that's the only episode i've ever seen and there's history. a good one that stars alexandra gray and trace Lissette Ooh. where they did uh the stonewall riots i oh, can't remember who, I can't remember who narrated that one though, um, but I've seen a few. But it's Even mostly. Though, it's a love, funny show. I 
would love to hear Trace do something else that's not LGBTQ related. Just yeah, we talked about that. Bangy. We talked a little. No, I I'm know. Like, but that's one of my favorite things. Well, I'm just like, wow. Yeah, so. Well, she um, said finger waves. I was like, burp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in <laughs> high school. <laughs> white girl walking around with finger waves on a playground. Yes. And, I, and I typically I only watch the black ones. The white ones don't really connect to me. And, and, yeah. Unless. Because America's history. Un, exactly. <laughs> unless it's a very particular <laughs> white. Like it has to, like if Kathy Griffin did an episode, I'm watching right, it. Right, because she has a little flavor. Like a yeah. little seasoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. speaking of sketch oh, yes, comedy. Yes. Uh, Leslie Jones announced that she is will not be returning for Saturday Night Live. I was shocked this upcoming, by that. Me too. Just because- my tweet went. Vi- I tweeted about it as soon as it hit. <gasps> yeah, it went viral, and I had so much of MAGA Twitter in my mentions. Oh, I muted the tweet. My God, they were being. Deplo- I couldn't block everybody. I just muted it and went about my day. Yeah, but right. uh, yeah, that was breaking news. She's gonna go focus on her upcoming Netflix uh, special that she has and for her. and movie projects. Do you think that was a good move though? Because honestly, the other th- projects that I feel like she has been in, which was uh, the most one that comes to my mind, was the Ghostbusters two, which I never I saw. Ghostbusters the remake, the remake didn't do that well. So I, my thing is, it doesn't really seem like. She, you know, she, she used to work at Roscoe. Speaking of Roscoe's, <laughs> really, Unless the one on Pico. Yep, I, wow. see, I see the branding. Um, but my thing is, I don't really, I don't know. She, she may have things in the works, but it doesn't feel like she you has. You know what? When I she doesn't have the, cali- the caliber. Yeah, yeah. that people when I recognize read her for. the announcement, if full disclosure, I thought that this was one of those things where we're gonna let you spin the narrative when the news breaks. Oh. I didn't, I didn't, fu- I didn't I fully get like her that. leaving. It yeah. seemed like, but I don't see why they would get rid of her because she's yeah, popular on Weekend Update. And they don't have that many uh, black and Sashira's women on the show. Gone. I remember when uh, Sashir, the black woman yeah. uh, who used to always play Rihanna, I remember her inaugural episode because re- that was one of my first YouTube videos back in 2013 because Drake performed and I remember like the black girls making her debut. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, but that is initially what I thought. I was like, is it one of those things, you know, the Hollywood, you know, the, the get gotcha where you can announce, but this is like a... Which is kind of a classy way to end it if you want. Maybe that, maybe she wanted more money. They didn't spin it the way they should have, in my opinion. I no. feel like it fell a little I mean, flat. It was breaking. Speak. It was well, trending. Of course. You gotta, but that's a weekly check that you... Gotta that you that well, how you long has she been on the show for? A few years. Yeah, she's yeah, been on for so, a minute, I, I mean, feel like. This time. Yeah, but... Mm. They need to... I will say this. They need to give her more respect when it comes to the fashion industry. She deserves They need to, to give her more respect. In mm. general. Period. Yeah, right. I agree. Period. She is one of the most disrespected people in Hollywood right. on a consistent basis. Oh, my God. It shattered my heart when she announced that she was leaving Twitter that one time. It was around <gasps> Ghostbusters. Yeah. And she was trolled relentlessly. Even in my mentions, when I tweeted the story, when MAGA Twitter jumped in my mentions, they were saying, you know, good. She's so liberal. The show I stopped watching in 2016 when she started getting all political. Political, talking about Trump, da, da, da. but do y'all keep that same energy for Alec Baldwin, who's right. dressing up and As imitating, Trump. imitating exactly. the idiot, and not putting him in a good so light? So I at think all. she's just but an she easy deserve. target, especially for people who are racist, because mm-hmm. she is a larger, darker, louder yes. black Masculine. woman. Yes, uh, you know what? I had made that comment in the past, but I take that back. I don't mm-hmm. think that you she's think masculine. She- I think that that is almost like a dangerous adjective to throw on her really yeah i don't think leslie is masculine i think that she is just kind of that's a that's an actual adjective if you think about it it's kind of been related to like a serena williams where it's like yes it's like that's why i took it back it's dangerous Mm, as a darker woman I i don't think any aspect of her is masculine i think she's a very feminine woman when i think about it personally i see i would say tomboy 
Okay. Yeah. I would say but tomboy, tomboy to me is, is a little mad. I see. I see the connection. We gotta be careful do, with our language. And when it has nothing. It, it has yeah, nothing to do with um, I, gender or anything like that. I'm just talking about the way that she carries herself. Yeah. I mean, well, she's a lady on that carpet. Christian Siriano mm-hmm. keeps her Does, Definitely. Does so I don't know what she out. looks like in her uh, in her off time. But um, moving on, did you all hear about this wild story? Richard Pryor's security guard is, t- is speaking. I don't know the man's name. Let me see if I can pull it up here. But anyway, he's speaking. I should note that he has a tell-all book coming out. Richard Pryor does? No, no, the, the bodyguard. <laughs> oh, Richard okay. Pryor is dead I'm and like, gone. I'm like, what? <laughs> his, his bodyguard is speaking. What are they saying? He's like his gay name, and he's been sleeping with my No, 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 no. This is about Paul Mooney. So alleg- allegedly, okay, so the guy's name <clears throat> is Rashawn Khan. And in, in an interview on Comedy Hype, this is on a, a YouTube channel, he alleges that uh, Paul Mooney had sex with Richard Pryor Jr when Junior Junior was in his 20s. And then when Richard Pryor Sr. found out, he wanted Mooney dead. Khan claims that Richard Sr. offered him $1 million to kill Mooney or to find someone to do it. Paul Mooney's publicist, Cassandra Williams, tell, told TMZ, quote, there is no validi- validity to Rashawn Khan's statement as it relates to Mr. Paul Mooney. So when, with this happening, TMZ ended up catching up to Richard Pryor uh, junior on yeah. the street and he just kind of alluded like they asked him was it consensual like no names were dropped like from from prior junior the right. the tmz interviewer was asking him about paul mooney um and he said uh, can something be consensual if i'm a teen <gasps> so allegedly this is this is happening when he was in his 20s no what he would uh, the fact that junior is saying that like yeah that's and then junior's um ex-wife or is this senior's ex-wife anyway one of the ex-wives of the junior or the senior (laughs) came out and said that and confirmed the story basically paul mooney just recently canceled a show because of the the scandal i didn't even know mooney was sexually i don't know what he identifies as but yeah this allegedly happened and you know you know there were a lot of drugs in the prior household i don't know if for sure if this was something you know if it does matter i do want to say it does matter if this young man was in his teens or in his 20s Yeah, and my thing is he wouldn't – I don't think he would have said that if there, if it wasn't something there. And yeah. Because but, especially uh, telling TMZ that. It's but the like first pictures of them that surfaced, open. I guess, when Paul Mooney entered Richard Pryor Sr.'s life yeah. was in his 20s, which would have made the son in his 20s as well. So mm. the timeline is off for the, son, for, for the junior to imply I was a teenager. Interesting. The timeline is off. So it would have to be based on the things that have been talked about online and the articles that I've read. It would have had to have happened in his 20s. But we don't know if it were consensual. And like I said, this bodyguard. Bitch, I'm gooped right now. I don't know what to say. This bodyguard has a tell-all book coming out. I don't think he's lying because if you know anything about Richard Pryor, you know that there are stories for days (laughs) about Pryor Sr. Richard Pryor could get this cookie. Oh, excuse me. Oh, R.I.P. So, yeah, we got to keep our eyes out for that story. Now, moving on, um, Jace, do you want to go or do do you want me to keep going? Because Jace has some stories, too. Ooh, Um, please go. (laughs) I'm trying to get the full experience of K.A.T., I'm just saying. So, did y'all hear about the the news anchor that decided to call um, her co-editor? 
her co-anchor a uh, monkey? Okay. A gorilla. A so gorilla. I briefly saw the video. The I didn't feel it. Because once I start seeing white people, are in, like white women specifically, in my opinion, start kind of crying and like low-key victimizing yep. themselves, right. I like just yep, black yep, out. Yep, yep, yep. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep scrolling because I'm not about to let this mess up my it's energy. It's even worse thing is, in the workplace. Right. It's happened the thing to me is, in the workplace. I like, Trust this. I when know. I saw it, I immediately just started laughing because I was like, how are we here in 2019? Like this always happens. Like these white people comparing black people to gorillas and monkeys. The like, last time I heard had that whole scandal was Meghan Markle, like them doing that right. to Meghan Markle. Oh, the British press is ruthless. So, it. so her name is um, Alex Houston, and she made this comment about Jason Hackett. Now, mm-hmm. what what I have to let everyone know, listening, and I tweeted about this. Is, is this, this a disclaimer? Was my, this was my first ever internship. This exact <laughs> same news station yeah. in this exact same city. It's KOCO5, Oklahoma City's ABC affiliate. Um, I also don't know any of these people. Uh, Oklahoma is not a top 40 market. It's yeah. kind of like a pit stop. It's kind of <laughs> like you start. No, seriously. It's kind of like you started. <laughs> a pit stop. It's kind of like you start in Champaign, <laughs> Urbana, yeah. and then I'll, you work your way up yeah. to Oklahoma, and then you work your way up to a Houston or some, yeah, something. I see to, it, or yeah. Miami, top yeah. 40. So I don't know any of these people when i was there the morning anchors i guess these people are the morning anchors when i was there the morning anchors were matt garcia and anita blanton shout out to both of them if they're listening um because <laughs> they are tuned in okay and so matt garcia actually got really pissed at me one morning uh because of a teleprompter uh flub that i did and i never worked the teleprompter ever again um but it was his fault no shade now i can now i can talk freely matt get your read rate together ooh. but um and, uh, ooh. But no, he's a well-respected journalist who got his start in Chicago. But anyway, I don't know these people, but I am not surprised. This is unrelated, but Oklahoma, working at that news station was the first time I got called the N-word. Uh, at that station? At that station, By I was... a co-worker? N- never. Are you I'm kidding just, me? Uh, Girl, that's what I'm saying. Are like, you kidding what? me? Like, well, if I you mean, all would let me tell the damn I'm story. Sorry. You had me hooked at that. I was just... I didn't it was know. not by the a first co-worker. Time. The first time I was... Yes. The first time I... Because I've been called the N-word online plenty of times. Um, so I was working and uh, Dr. Phil was being preempted because it was tornado season, which happens every spring. And so it's tornado coverage. And I was working the beat desk. Those of you who don't know what the beat desk is in a news station. It is kind of like you're sitting at this desk. You can hear the police radio. Uh, you can hear things coming in. There's a fire on Second Street in Edmond and all of that stuff. And someone called in and they were like, well, where the hell is my Dr. Phil? And I'm like, ma'am, what was our meteorologist's name? People actually Rick have the number? Something. Yeah, you could call you, you to any radio station. Yeah. You could call up to radio. I mean, not radio. You could call up to news stations here. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I would never. Why would I need If you to? have a story, story a yeah, story lead, like... We're having this event here. It's a fundraiser. If you yeah. all want to send someone out to cover it, like, yeah. Interesting. And there's someone who works mm-hmm. at that desk, likely an intern. Yeah. And they will enter whatever. So anyway, um, I said, ma'am, we're having tornado coverage. There's no way that they're going to stop tornado coverage to preempt, I mean, to return to Dr. Tornadoes. Phil. You just, you just missed it this season, <laughs> sis. Like, kind of like LA has earthquakes. She's like, Everybody fuck a tornado. Has like, I, where's my Dr. Phil? Right. If there's earthquake <laughs> coverage, Dr. Phil going to be preempted here as well so we're not in Kansas um, anymore and so she ended up calling me the n-word and hung up and I was in shell shock but that internship was honestly my favorite I earned my bones there um my favorite segments were man on the street interviews that's what you know because that's that damn when the the Casey Anthony verdict was was read 
<laughs> I was in my bag. Shout out to Carla Wade. She's a she's an anchor in Vegas now. Um, but I went out with her on the street yeah. and was getting everybody. Casey Anthony, do you think she did it? You know, the verdict came in. Do you think she so, did it? So yes, this the, to find out the story that was that they were running is something was going on in the Oklahoma City Zoo and there was a baby gorilla in the in the frame and <gasps> she said yes towards the end of the segment she was like kind of looks like you there oh, right <laughs> sure did in 2019 are you serious and she said that on a friday and by monday she was crying in tears and trying to hold his hand with on him camera, in the screen too which, right whose idea was it to have him right oh there? probably the news it, now when i was yeah. when i was there my worst enemy ironically was the news director she was the worst i don't know if she's still there yeah but she was the damn worst she was my wor- everybody was an advocate of mine producers reporters anchors i used to take naps in the in the chopper room yeah. like uh, this blackout room because my schedule was 3 a.m to 11 a.m yeah. and i was a student i Wait, was, how was being, tired especially because i feel like i'm working i've worked a little bit on the digital side of local news mm-hmm. and it's interesting to see kind of they're very conservative through how was that yeah. working? were you were you um, trans well, well fun- were you out at that yes point? what's funny is that the guy who uh hired me shout out to to Derek. He's in Kansas City now. I'm still why? friends with I all say, these people. I say, why are you over here smiling like Derek had got the cookie? No, right. I couldn't tell. I first of all, <laughs> what you will cookie. first of all, what you will never imply is that Char ever laid on her back for anything. Oh, sweetie, okay, okay, okay. When it comes to career, here's the thing. No, I'm no career. Thing about what, career. What if it's like dating? Well, y'all you talking can... about intern cookie? Char don't Char don't play them games. Oh, see, I didn't. I forgot you were an intern. See, I thought you were like working there. Even I if I did part. work there, you Char... can date your coworker. Right. Well, he he was not my coworker. See, that's why I forgot. He, he was, was my boss. Oh, see, I didn't. Okay, see, I'm connecting. He was the one that hired me. I would never think you would do I that. Mean, no, Char does not lay on her back for anything, okay? I love that. I don't cheers. think that was insinuated. No, I did. I, Y'all I'm talking sorry. about intern cookie. No, I didn't think it was intern. I didn't I, I said forgot. intern cookie, but that, I mean, that doesn't mean you're sleeping for a job. I When I said that, I forgot even about still, it. Was even still, so, y'all play them games. I, I don't play no, them games. No, I don't either. I'm so, sorry. So, what I'm saying is when Derek Ooh. hired me, he assumed he. He thought that I was a cis female. And that is how I got in. I did not know this at the time. I found this out years later. Oh, Because at the time I had a blonde fade. But my clothing was female clothing. I was in a very nice... uh, Peplum shirt Cute. during my interview. I remember Black a peplum. Slacks. Oh my god! What the Throw fuck is it peplum? Back. You don't know what a peplum is? Like no. it has like a like fringe. No, it's like a uh, it's like like a tutu kind of in a way, but it's, it's like, not a tutu. I mean, but it's like it has a little. <laughs> it's certainly not a tutu. You have a phone right in your hand. Google peplum. How do you spell peplum? P e p. L U M. When you see it, it like it like curves out and has like a little thing. I had a very it. nice peplum blouse on with black slacks and black flats. Yes. Ooh, and I interviewed that. and like I said, I oh, earned my okay. bones. You see what I'm the, talking about? Those were very popular in 2011. It's not a tutu. No, not like the two, literal tutu, but it has like a very <laughs> those were yeah, very popular yeah. in, in 2011. They were. They were. So I say all that to say because we're getting off track. Yes, we are. That news station is where I earned my bones, and I don't know either one of those people. But for, for that to happen there is very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you, were, you didn't flinch. You were like, like mm-hmm. and when I saw it, I gagged. I said, oh, my God. But I don't know Alex Houston. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know her, and I don't know why. Why she's still working there? 
Why does she ha- still have her job? <laughs> well, and it seems like she's going to continue to still have her job. Of course she is. First of all, she's yeah. a white Those woman. White tears, right? She's a, a white <laughs> woman know? who shed white tears in Oklahoma. Yeah. If they got rid of her, yeah. when I tell you the pitchforks would be up at that uh, news station. Like, he does look like a gorilla. What yeah. do you mean? What's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to happen. White people are wild. Um, so and sharp. I learned about meth there. Because all oh. of the meth labs were, you know, there's a lot of rural towns. So when I was there, oh. meth was not. Yeah, country people get bored. And so they decide well, to Well, at the time, because meth. meth is recreational. People are doing meth at the Abbey now, yeah, on allegedly. The gr- yeah, oh. grinder. That's what it's called, tea, right? Yeah. 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 But back, back when I was in college, it was for people for almost like the hillbilly types with missing teeth. And their meth labs would blow up. Yeah. And yeah. we'd report on Same it. Same in natural. Yeah. So you got the chicken sandwich. The Popeyes. I did. I did. <gasps> yes. So Popeyes announced that they're out. They until further notice. Out. Which I wasn't planning on. It. Like, I mean, those poor workers. I'm not waiting. Making minimum wage. I refuse to look like a Boondocks episode. Mm-hmm. I'm not waiting for chicken. I yeah. didn't so mind. So you, you have not had it. No, I haven't. And I'm probably not going to have it until, like, it's really died down. And now that it's coming back for good, which is good, I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I won't have it until then. Got mm-hmm. you. Same. Um, I had it, but I had the mild version. It was delicious. It was flavorful it was crunchy it was <laughs> it was seasoned well it was breaded well the bun worked with it the pickles worked with it um my only critique is that you all know that i am a grocery store girl meaning that i needed some onion i needed some lettuce mm. some tomatoes Ooh, some okay. a jalapeno like i like all of that crap on oh, my see, burger i don't i like the base oh no yeah, no, no, no 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 i the like the um, chicken sandwich had butter lettuce onion pickle See, I'm not um, an onion girl. I like if I just need pickle, and that's it. And like maybe oh. yeah, that's it. What about like sauce. a sauce? Yeah, like right. a sauce. Like I love. I a good will sauce. get. I will have lettuce and spinach put on my. And if there's oh. an arugula option. Now, if I'm at, I'm putting all yes, at a sandwich I, shop. I, yes, I like all of that on there. So, but all in all, I did really, really, really enjoy the sandwich, even the mild version. Yeah, I had it for lunch today, and it was delicious. Did you put hot sauce on it? I did. Mm. I had it at home. So do you think you would like your, obviously you would like the the spicy version. I would like the spicy version, but it was good, but it's not good enough for me to wait. And the person who got mine, he waited for a little over an hour. To get because they're they're sold out. That's ridiculous. I won't do that. So, I don't have an I mean, hour well, I wasn't waiting. I mean, see, that's why you got treated. That's a beautiful yeah. experience for you. But I'm <laughs> sorry for that guy. And I was like, yeah, I'm. Gl- well, he was fine. Trust and- me. <laughs> And I was like, yes, I got to have the sandwich. So And that was probably his job. Like he was like doing grunt work. Yeah, so and you all we we'll we will get to that later on. Um, did you have another story? Mm-mm. Okay, last but not least, Viola Davis is scheduled to play Michelle Obama. <gasps> In a series titled First Ladies, it's an anthology series that is coming to Showtime. <gasps> that, that she is, I think she's EPing as well. Come on. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, yes. Viola Davis? So, mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you think she's going to be a good oh, Miss uh, Mother Michelle Obama? I think she'll be great. Michelle Obama. What I mean, time period is she Viola- playing? How old, is, how old is Michelle? This she? is going to be chronicling. It's titled First Lady. So, so it's going to be chronicling yeah. her as a first lady. How and, old was Michelle when she got into, into the White House? In her forties, I believe. Yeah, I think they were. They're still around okay. the same age. Yeah, it's still. It'll look good. Okay. Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. 40s. I can't Viola's wait to see only that. in her fifties. Yeah. Really? So, I didn't even know she was in her fifties. Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. Wow. If I'm not tripping, that's gonna be exciting. But that is just uh, so the anthology focuses on the personal and the political lives of the country's most enigmatic heroes, with season one being focused on Eleanor Roosevelt, Betty Ford, and Michelle Obama. 
So that's exciting. I love an uh, anthology series. Like that's kind of my favorite. Like very Ryan Murphy of them. Yeah. Oh, so good. Honestly, Which, by the way, we that's talked about Big Little Lies to be. To be, honest. I wish it was would have been that instead of season two. Season two I was a fly. I would have loved to see different white women, like our different white women. Well, women you know, Ira. <laughs> shout, shout out to Ira Madison. He proposed yeah. that Renata move to Atlanta and work for Tyler Perry, <gasps> and they do Big Little Lies with 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 uh, like Nia Long, oh. Regina King, Garcelle Bovier. That's a good idea you know that, i'm like i would watch laura dern in the mix of like being a kim zosiak in right. some ways that's what yes. he said like yeah. powerhouse black yes. actresses oh my god that's good that's good that that'll be good uh, so give her her beach um, now when we're back we're going to get into the lgbt corner we'll be right back and now it's time for the lgbt corner all right, so this week's LGBT corner um, is about GLAD. So we know that the 2020 elections. Have you guys been paying attention yet? Like the debates and everything like that? Oh, yeah. Do you I'm, know who you're talking to? Yes, as I say, I, this I is. Have, I've, checked out i talk about it every single day politics actually from doing my show um mm-hmm. on a daily basis and we talk and we have like uh an awesome uh he's actually a fox news correspondent his name is uh richard fowler but he's uh he is a democrat and he's black and he's gay like he's gay and all these things he's amazing I think, does he have a book endorsed by trump no i don't think okay. so no, no 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 but um i know a, a black fox news no he's actually from chicago completely the other side okay. but richard fowler he's amazing and he comes on our show and talks a about a lot of things when we want to know the insights because he lives in D.C. Mm-hmm. And so I love, I've recently I noticed just that the gotten polls, into it. The polls flopped. You know, J- Joe has slipped majorly, and I think there's As a tie deserved. between Warren, yeah. um, Bernie, and Kamala right now, right? Yeah. Oh, that's the interesting. Latest, Two out of three. Those are the Bernie. top three. Okay. Bernie, Warren, and, and, and Kamala. And that Whoa. is how you pronounce her name. It is Kamala. Kamala. Yes, Kamala. What are they saying? Camila? Just a I've whole bunch that. of different variations, yeah. but it's Kamala. Yeah. Well, anyways, um, GLAAD has announced on Wednesday, August 27th, that they will be partnering um, for the LGBTQ presidential forum in Iowa. So they're going to be regulating and make sure that the candidates are going to be addressing LGBTQ issues. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm always liked GLAAD out of all the major non-profit lgbtq plus organizations they've had some missteps they yes. have but yes. they have been according but mm. but that's not to take away from all the right yeah. and, yeah, course, and there's other course. organizations that are out there that have been um known to be racist um blatantly so yeah. um yeah i'm happy that I could, they're getting involved and i'm happy that the candidates will be held accountable to talk about these things yeah, I've, I've already, like we mentioned earlier, I've already been paying attention. I haven't endorsed anyone or Same, out, I haven't but either. But I feel like it, with this political landscape, I need to I'm be... I'm so tired from 2016. I mean, yeah, but we can't really afford to be tired. No. Right no, I'm going to check in, but let yeah. me get let me get through at least a couple more months. Actually, let me finish Hot Boy Summer. I had a uh, interesting... I thought you were done last week. Like, right, did you But James convinced me to go to the summer tram, so... <laughs> He's Here we reactivated. Are. <laughs> I had an interesting uh, conversation about Pete Buttigieg today about how uh, lesbians are not thinking they're going to vote for him in some way because they really want a woman to be in office. Wait, vote for who, Bernie? Uh, no, Pete, Pete Buttigieg. Okay. And so, and so there, there's this intersection where I think a lot of people, even for me, I'm not really impressed by Pete Buttigieg at all. Um, he has a me black either. problem, and I think he's too green. He needs to go back and figure out South Bend, Indiana. Yes. Um, instead I've of seen trying that to critique before. 
before. to the entire country. Um, I think there's uh, some growth there, and I'm not going to just vote for someone just because yeah. they're gay, and especially because they're cis and white. But a lot of people will vote for him now. just because he's gay. <laughs> exactly, and because he's white. Did you see at his, uh, he did a, um, he stopped by the south side of Chicago. <laughs> Please, you know one. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Shout out to Chicago, oh man. He booted oh stopped by Chicago, baby, and it looked like a scene from The Office or Parks and Rec. Whoever had that camera panned across the audience as Beyonce, a white audience as yes. Beyonce's brown skin girl. Oh. The best thing in all the world is playing blaring through the world. speakers. <laughs> I'm like, he thought he was on the south side, so he, he thought he knew the, his audience. All the niggas coming out. But. And he gagged. <laughs> Let's move on to my topic. Poor thing. Uh, why would they not change the, the playlist? I can't believe that. Anyway. Lord. So my topic this week, I was kind of inspired. I initially was inspired because um, Nene Leakes and Wendy Williams have made amends. Um, mm-hmm. And with that, I was like, hmm, I wonder what that conversation was like, even though I know that Wendy's going to tell us, you know, Wendy will be back. I should note, The View comes back Tuesday, new <gasps> so season. So excited, so Thank excited. God. And Wendy will be back September 16th. So um, I was God. wondering what that conversation must have been like because the last thing that I remember hearing you know there's if you've been keeping up with their drama Wendy had criticized Nene's Birkin bag and Nene got mad allegedly at one point Nene was uh, supposed to have a show deal with Detmar Mercury and allegedly Wendy stepped in and was like not on my watch and got that scrap like if you sign Nene I'm out and they were like oh no Wendy's the the bankable one you know there's Hollywood politics and then most recently I mean well this isn't recent but I remember reporting on this on my YouTube YouTube back in 2015 there was a I think it was the Black Women's Expo in Atlanta and Nene and Wendy had gotten into it there publicly with because of something Kevin I remember that something that Kevin did yes at a women at a black women's empowerment thing they were both on um scheduled to speak it wasn't like a panel it was like a podium type thing like a luncheon and please welcome Nene Leakes type thing and there were some shady things that happened backstage yada 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 so they went out and they made amends I'm really happy for what what appears to be happening in Wendy's life as far as her you know she says she had to pull out the phone book and reconnect with some folks so I just wanted to touch on that because my topic is more so about toxic traits so it has everything to do with that and nothing to do with that meaning what is a toxic trait that you possess because I think that we we all are kind of um, introspective here. Yeah, drag me. So <laughs> what is a toxic trait that you've been able to clock or that has been brought to your attention from someone um, or or something with the, with the behavior pattern? Yeah. What's a toxic trait about you and how are you, what are some of the steps or the skills that you're using to improve that? negative well what's perceived as negative um and toxic to other people what are, what are you doing to change that is this out on the table who's going first you go, ahead. go ahead oh okay come um, on guess go first i think for me i'm learning well i actually already knew this um i'm a very blunt person so it's kind of like what you see is what you get and i also don't hold my tongue and a lot of times I've had and to, you think that's toxic no 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 no. that's not the oh. toxic part the the thing is i've had to learn how to kind of how to wrap it up in some form to present it it's all about you can say whatever you want to say but it's all about how you say it so Mm -hmm. you have to kind of do that um for me 
I recently kind of got into kind of like a minor little argument with someone um, because I felt uh, I was giving a critique and they got very defensive over it. And I mm. surf like, you know, context, they are white and, you know, kind of whatever. Um, and I feel like with white people in work settings, there's a victimization kind of context where they will victimize mm. themselves to, you know, the sun rises. And so for me, I was giving a piece of advice and um, in something related to our jobs and they did not like that. And then they started to get elevated. And then once I feel challenged, honey, it's mm-hmm. on and pop and let's go. It's a scene from Real Housewives of I can Potomac. see that in you. And so for me, I'm a very nice person, but I have a flip side. So if the flip switches, there's no stopping me. I have, like, I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm good at what I say with my mouth. Like, I will hit below the belt. I'm, I'm a thick, quick, like, thick, mm. I'm a quick thinker mm-hmm. in that way. And so for me, I've had to learn if someone else is escalating an issue when you know you don't have to take it there, you don't always have to feel challenged um, you, you have to take a step back. And then what about the optics with that? With you being black? Yes. Well, for I feel like that, you know, not to latch on to your topic, but yeah. I feel like, um, and this isn't playing oppression Olympics, but I feel like I'm super cognizant of that as far as being a black woman. Cause I've had some workplace experiences yeah. where the aggressions have come specifically from cis white women and cis gay white men mm. yeah. where me even just, looking at them can turn Shar attacked me. Shar went <laughs> off on me. Like it Girl, is interpreted on. so many different I'm ready ways. To get the fuck. No ASAP. Here's the thing. I'm interested in because for me I feel like I've always I grew up in a very suburban place where I was Same. like very probably the only black person mm-hmm. around. And so for me I've been able to understand how to navigate. One thing my mother always said, you have to learn how to adapt in your environment. Also mm-hmm. T D Jakes has said it before. And I think it's one of those things where I've had to learn that and I've I've figured out a way to adapt in white spaces where I can say anything that I want to say and I mean it, but it comes in humor. And so they'll laugh it off. And then if like, or it's palatable, yeah, it's palatable Mm -hmm. for them. And so for me, I've had to learn that in some case out of survival of being in this industry Mm -hmm. where we're in, in Hollywood. And I want to get to a certain spot. Mm -hmm. And I know if I don't keep these white people happy to, in a certain extent, you're out. You're out. I do not want to be blackballed like Monique. And so there is an intro, even though that was probably low key by black people. It wasn't low key. It was was. for sure. (laughs) Tyler Perry over, Winfrey and Mr. Lee Dang. And so, and so, you know, in this case, and it was wild because I've had to learn that my energy carries the room for, for a lot of people. So if I'm like, Absolutely. if I'm like quiet or if I'm just very chill, people will interpret that as like, oh, is he mad at me? Is something going Trace on? Trace said the same thing last and, and week it's about her. wild to me mm-hmm. where I was making up with the person that I got into an argument with and they were like, well, I want to have like a more, like a, a better conversation about, cause I just feel like our, we're not as close as we used to be. And I was like, wait, when were we ever close? <laughs> and so it's interesting how the perception of specifically cis white people, um, they if you give them, you know, compliments and I'm I'm actually a very person that loves to shower people with compliments. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they if you have one day where you're not giving them that attention that you once were probably giving Something's them, wrong. shit has hit yeah. the fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that has been something that people have had to learn about me because I'm very an introvert and extrovert. I'm an only so child. So in what ways uh in what ways are you working, I guess, to correct that? I don't know if that's a fair question, but that was part of my initial question. No, 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 yeah. I think for me, especially out of coming out of this, I honestly have just learned that 
to kind of keep my mouth shut. I don't, here's the thing. I, we are all, especially with colleagues, I'm not, I'm not anyone's bosses. So the boss, like, and after our argument, I actually talked to my boss because I was like, ain't no way y'all about to victimize yourself and make you feel like, so I went ahead and was very honest about the situation. And he was like, oh yeah, you're fine. Whatever. It was Mm -hmm. a family squabble. And so for me, it was kind of doing everything I needed to do. And then also take a seat back and calm down to myself. I think for me, I'm just going to have to learn and low key, thank God I'm going to therapy on Saturday that I can't let people just like, I I need to go. Yeah. I shouldn't feel, I shouldn't feel like people are challenged. Like if someone's challenging me, I shouldn't feel like I have to be like mortal Kombat finishing. Right. Right. Yeah. Because that's the mind frame that I go in. Exactly. And it's understandable because I think just we as a people are just tired. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's like, like with me, you know, like I hate performing the labor. Mm -hmm. Like I hate a, well, break it down for me, Char, ass person. (laughs) I'm tired. So you, I might get snippy with you. I might get snippy because I've broken it down. I'm going to leave that to the other people. The other girls who who want to break it down. Yes. I don't feel like breaking shit down because yes. I'm tired. I am exerted of energy. So, Jace, what about you? Um, I think for me is uh, I am a product of tough love. And I have to understand that not everyone is receptive or needs that type of love. Mm, so, uh, yeah. So, there's been times where I've had friends, you know, come to me. And my automatic response is like, they just need somebody to, I guess, listen to or be more sympathetic. And I'm not very, I'm empathetic, but I'm very bad at being sympathetic. You get feedback immediately when people don't ask for it. Right, right. So I could understand, I understand, like, I don't get me wrong at all, but I'm very hard uh, and I'm very bad at being sympathetic because I really don't feel bad for people because mm. I feel like they're always better than what they put themselves into. And so, but people don't respond well to that. There's also accountability in that, it feels like. Like, you're holding mm-hmm. people accountable yeah. to where they but then, could. But sometimes people need to cry. holding you accountable for, because like you mentioned, it, not everybody is receptive to that sort of delivery. Mm-hmm. It doesn't muddy your message, but it can muddy your message if they're not receptive right. to that yeah. delivery. So it's yeah. accountability on both ends. Right. Yeah. Like, I, for example, I recently didn't have an argument, but um, I had a friend uh, come over I could tell that they're upset. And so I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, all right, cool. Then I had another friend come over later and was telling the story, which I felt was dumb. And my initial response was like, what the fuck are you doing? Da, 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 da. <laughs> and so my friend was like, that's exactly why I didn't tell you earlier about what I was upset because you come at me like that. And I'm just like, okay, well, let's. Uh, and so later on, we had a conversation all together. And I was like, you know, the reason why I say this is because y'all are better than what you guys put yourselves into. Yeah. But I could be a little bit more sympathetic yes. to people's emotions yeah. and feelings when they come to me or when they share things with me. Because that creates a disconnect. You yeah. don't ever want your friends to be like, well, I'm not going to tell right. Jace. I have my girlfriends right. that I grew up with, there were two of them who felt that way about me. Um, I was actually the last to find out my freshman year in college. Um, one of my friends, one of my childhood friends at the time had gotten pregnant. And I was the last to find out for that very reason. Well, I mm-hmm. didn't want to tell you. They felt there was you... a judgment. Yeah. 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 Um, so were but that's you, good news. Were you? I, but she didn't want to tell me because she, she was. She did not know what my reaction was going to be, but she knew mm. it wasn't going to be. Oh my gosh! Congratulations! I'm so happy for you. Well, like, it's going to be like, you you girl, we're life. 19 and freshmen uh, in college. Oh, you're just freshman in college. God, yeah, I missed that part. No, this wasn't, yeah, we were freshmen in, in yeah. college, okay. second semester. Got you. And I was the last to find out on mm. p- intentionally. Yeah, you know. 
Um, for me, I guess it kind of goes along those lines, but I get, really gave thought to this this uh, past weekend because I was talking to some friends who kind of held me accountable with something and posed a question to me that kind of left me stuck. I haven't been to therapy all year. The last time I went to therapy was uh, January 8th, but I've been doing pretty good. Um, <laughs> no, I really have. That's good. That's and, good. And I, and I stopped. Don't do that, please. Um, and I stopped going because I felt a disconnect with my therapist with our last two sessions. Oh, it just felt like a plateau. I wasn't getting anything from yeah. it. I felt like I was wasting time and money. Like, I have a great one if you want one. We can talk off yeah. air. Yeah. But we, I, I love my, my former therapist to death, but I didn't have any incentive to visit her again because I felt like I had gotten all, like our relationship had just great woman but it just like girl i didn't get anything from you these last two yeah. uh sessions and so um so in, in conversation with my friend i went home and the food for thought that i had was i know that i hold myself i can tend to hold myself up to quote unquote impossible standards mm. whether that is professionally and or socially and or romantically but this is a, a in particular a social thing and um i don't like when people make mistakes that could affect me like you can make all the mistakes you want to yeah but when they trickle into char territory we're gonna have a problem yeah and so but i realize not everyone's like that some people live off of mistakes and just oh it's just a mistake i'm not that girl oh, i live my life by a very specific code of ethics code of morals and i think that especially in this um uh, stage of my life I we can't use the excuse of we didn't know all of my friends are late 20s mid to late 20s early 30s and there's just certain excuses that I just can't accept I agree because oh we're God. not 19 yes, like so this is that. common sense you were fully aware of what you did yeah. and, and 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 a lot of times it's like you chose to risk that you knew our friendship was on the line and you didn't care. That's how I interpret things when, yeah. when things can potentially affect me. You took a gamble and you knew in that gamble in that moment he that this may come up. back to yes. Char yeah. and you didn't care. You still did it. So now I want nothing to do with you. Yeah. Um, but what I'm. But, so it was a challenge. I yeah. love to cut people off. But, That's like my favorite thing. <laughs> but see, but my gray area, I'm, I'm told you I'm working on some things. But because uh, in therapy, I learned that some of the ways that I was maneuvering was not necessarily the healthiest mm. because I was very cut and dry. And she's like, Shar, that's not how life works. So um, so I say all that to say I hold myself to I shouldn't say impossible standards, but very high expectations. What's, what's wrong the, with that? And what's the wrong with yourself and other people. And, and exactly. Uh -huh. And and it I guess it becomes toxic um, to certain relationships when I hold people to equally high standards. But I feel like if you're going to be in my bubble, you need to be at my level. And if you are not at my level of maturity or decision making, then we really can't. But I know that my toxic trait is I'll beat myself up like my girlfriends that were here for tech, like literally from Texas. Excuse me. Literally all last weekend, I spent self-loathing, beating myself up for not following my first mind and going to Chicago. Yeah. And yeah. that's not healthy. I know it's not healthy. Yeah. I know for a fact it's not healthy, but that is my go to. That is my default. I don't know if it's because my, my parents are earth signs and the judgy wedgie was and I'm an <laughs> earth sign and so the judgy wedgie was there from when i was a child yeah first i deal with born. that too yeah i'm super responsible and so that can bleed into my relationships with other people and that is where it can become toxic because i give people the grace and space to make their errors just like i make my errors but not everybody goes home and beats and beats themselves up incessantly about the errors that they make yeah. and then they expect the same from me and i'm like 
do you I want to shake them do mm-hmm. you not see what the problem yeah. is this isn't just something like oh it's a Tuesday Char will get over it because Char won't get over it yeah she'll and like, so let now it the, linger now the trajectory of whatever we were building is tossed essentially tossed out of the window yeah because now I just fully feel like off of one mistake I can't trust you like that's that's my you toxic s- trait yeah. I can't yeah you know how some people can yeah. hit a reset and rebuild yeah my toxic trait is that that is a challenge for me to do because then Same. I'm going to yeah. beat myself up if you do it again. Yeah. Because I knew better. I yes. knew better. Oh, God. I knew. She beat the bell I off the knew table. Better. There is a triggering moment here. Because it's yeah. happened to me before. Yeah. And yeah. so that, I mean, not to go on a tangent, but that is that is something that I struggle with because people do deserve grace and space sometimes, right. you know? And people get into arguments all the time, like, like a family is like, it's just, a, like, but here's the thing. And friendships too. It's like different with family. Cause I've argued with my sister, yeah, one of my sisters and my, me, we didn't speak for damn near half a year, but that's my sister. And right. she looks at it the same way. And we were able to come to a conclusion with friends. Pfft, I don't owe you anything. I feel that same way. I see like it's, it's really? one of like, for me, it is hard. I, it can take one person to do something that I'm just like, and I know that comes from my mom. My mom has always had kind of trust issues and I've kind of learned that generational. Yeah. It's a generational thing. And so it, for me, if anyone burns you once and that's the, the, was the issue with my last actual relationship relationship, I felt like I kept going back to it. So I have completely now, now that I'm out of that situation, I'm not allowing anything else to happen in any form. Like, and you know, if someone my, tries it, you're done. My yeah. Angelou has a famous quote. When people show you who they are the first time, believe them. Yes. And Ianla Van Zant has a quote, that just actually kind of showed up in my life that's really been fucking me up. She said, if you do it anywhere, you'll do it everywhere. Oh, right. That has been something that has kept me up at night. Thank you. (laughs) If you scheme in one area, you're going to scheme in all areas. It's just inherent. It's the great circle of life from the crawling ant to the leaping antelope. (laughs) That's what I've been bringing. No, really. And so that has been, if if you are honorable, if you are honorable and noble in one area, you are honorable and noble in all. Yeah. So if you do it anywhere, you do it everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, everything obviously is very circumstantial, but I react more to how you handle something. Like if you make a mistake, how do you, do you come up to me and apologize to me or handle oh, it like, like that way? Oh, like the recovery. Yeah, yeah, the recovery. So, like, people make mistakes all the time. Yes. And, like I said, it's very circumstantial, but I think I'm more receptive to did I find this out from somebody else and not that I approached you about it? Mm. Or did you come to me? No, I agree. It's case by case yeah. and it depends on the gravity of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends on, you know, some people, what I find with dealing with some people, I think my issue is that it's hard for me to let go of some things. And some people just want to be like, I'm sorry. And then expect, oh. Oh, then. The, and then expect us to be right back where we were yeah. in the, within the next moment yeah. or the next day. And what I have learned is that I need a little time. I need a little yeah, space. And that's and that's right. Because now, unfortunately, I inherently do not trust you in whatever area that was. If yeah. you steal money from me, I don't trust you in that. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, like, lucky shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was just that was a, just an example. a blanket yeah, example. Yeah, you yeah. know, if I find out that you're talking crap about me, yeah. you know, then that that's gonna forever, unfortunately, be a blemish on our relationship, See, and I can't let my hair down around. I you. have a friend who I was actually having a conversation about this with, where they said I could mess up 800 times, but I want sympathy and compassion. Mm. And here's the thing with that, I, that whole mm. idea. There's something. <laughs> 
no, no, no. <laughs> and there's something about that that is saying, oh, I'm eliminating you take that accountability. Up with God. Don't take I'm that up with like, me. I'm eliminating the 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 kind of like the action afterwards to change. Like if you're bringing multiple things to people, and she has this this thing where she says you're creating this story around this, and it's like very kind of annoying to me in some way where it's like, um, I, I, you know. There's, it's okay to hold people accountable to a certain standard, especially your friends, because your friends are the people that are going to be there for you when you are either at your highest or your lowest, especially if you have a good core group. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you can have people that are just going to be causing havoc into your life as well. And you, you're right when it bleeds, you can do all yeah, you want. Yeah. We can we can go to trunks oh, and ooh. you can you can you could tell me, Char, I slept with six people in yes. here, girl. That's crazy. Yes. But when it bleeds into affecting me, yeah, ooh, you know, I and like I just um. So how many times would you give? Give a person to apologize is my kind of it's hard. It's circumstantial, and I think it's like, what are they apologizing for? Are they apologizing because they got a Coke instead of a Pepsi? Is it the same or thing? Or because though? like a repeated and action? And how are the best apology has changed behavior? See, that's right. the words. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I mean, I need the words, but I also need changed behavior because if you yes, do it anywhere, you'll do it everywhere. Totally agree. And so, uh, yeah, that's just been a real hurdle for me to, because I'm I'm all about eliminating the stress out of my life, and that's been a, a huge hurdle for me. It's, it has affected me in every aspect of my life. It has affected me in uh, romantic relationships. It has affected me in friendships, yeah. and people do not understand that. I think because I'm a very practical person, Same. the foundation of most, and matter of fact, you know what? Not even of most. The foundation of every relationship that I have that is successful is accountability yeah if you can't call me out i loved the conversation that i had with one of my friends this weekend because they really sat up there and presented an idea to me where i had to sit back and say wow i he kind of gagged me (laughs) he asked me a question i said well i I, I don't think i ever thought about it like that (laughs) yeah but i appreciated that from him because that is to me that's that that's what gets me and that's the real definition of compassion and sympathy and like compassion in my and especially when dealing with uh friendships where you're bringing something that we need accountability yes i'm not going to enable is, the nonsense yes especially no. especially if you're grown on my i will behalf. not enable the nonsense i'm not enabling the nonsense no, so uh yeah you all weigh in of course using the hashtag kt radio what's a toxic trait about yourself um call it out and what steps are you taking to i guess navigate it did i even answer what steps i'm taking i don't know what are you doing Shara? i think i'm just taking each day as it comes because this is really in all honesty you all know that it's very hard to unlearn or manipulate certain um personality traits that are just in your core yeah and i've always been this girl when it comes to things like this like i've always been this girl i used to be i guess quote unquote worse because the cutoff game was so strong <laughs> Um, but it's, it's, it's just very hard. And I think just in Los Angeles, it can be in a very loosey goosey, breezy head in the sky, you know, la, 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 la type city. It can get a little, you know, Sharwa, why are you tripping? I'm not tripping. This you're is normal. This and is you're normal. wrong. But that's <laughs> also what happens when you grow up in different places other than LA. Like yeah. if you're from somewhere else, you just deal with things differently. Yeah. And speaking of like what you said with your mom, it's generational. Yes. I think I learned this by example because my father has been this way. My father is a very hyper masculine toxic he can be toxic in some of his ideas but i've seen him um navigate some of his male friendships because he has no female friends but i've seen him how he navigates some of his male friendships and i've seen my mother more so up front because that's who i'm up under (laughs) i've seen her navigate her female friendships whether it be the church house the school house the beauty shop and so i think that that is where i inherently just 
get, you know, and sometimes you hear grown folk talk. There are things that have stuck with yeah. me. Yeah. And, you know, it's not that I'm living in fear, but like I said, I'm going, I know that if I just wiped the slate clean and got rid of the blemish and it happened again, I'm going to be, I'm going to lock myself in my apartment for two weeks. <laughs> and you better believe I'm eating all the unhealthy food yes. and, I'm, and I'm talking to myself like Mary Jones from Precious saying, yeah. you a dummy, bitch. Because you <laughs> knew oh better. You knew better. Let's move on. <laughs> so um i actually switched up my topic last minute just because this tweet that so i've reached a point in twitter where my phone does, does not have notifications at all because people be talking and kind of like you said earlier about people in your comments i don't need to be in the comments so i sent out the tweet are gross. they're disgusting yeah um so i sent out a tweet that quickly kind of took some traction today and it reads, I've been finding it common that a lot of LGBTQ plus millennials have never been in a serious romantic relationship. And people obviously um, resonated with that. And so I had a couple people comment. So people brought up um, the apps that are coming out, technology. People have brought up um, um, religion. People brought up uh, marriage being legalized within our lifetime. And that's the reason why. So I kind of wanted to mm. get... <laughs> That's a terrible excuse. Well, I mean, it kind of makes sense. How? Because you can have a partnership regardless of uh, a legal, like, a actual going through the government. Of course, you want that. And right. You, that's an epitome. But you don't need that to say, I have a partnership and a long-term, like, something with my part, like, with True. whoever I'm with. But, I mean, like, I was socialized or raised to, like, know that marriage is the goal. Like yeah. the wedding and all a the different things. No, are, yeah, same. And so when you can't get married thing. and you're, you know, dating the same gender, yeah. um, then it's like, all right, well, I can't attain this. So why am I even trying to try to date? Interesting. So see, that's what that's some, the thing. That's someone's. That's, yeah, someone's that's an interesting way of thinking about it. it sounds it's like, a choice. It sounds like you're evading accountability if you have that mindset. Hit but, it. Go, but go off. <laughs> um, so one person I want to uh, shout her out. Her name is uh, Portia Bartley, and she said, "In my experience, there's a huge lack of transparency. It's often said how many people want the benefits of both being single and in a relationship. Failing to be honest with yourself has led to the same dishonesty with those that you're seeing, leading it to be messy, toxic situations. So, what are your takes or experiences? You don't have to get as personal as you want to, um, but the reasons why? Because I've had several relationships that." You know, did not last. I'm a single man. So the question is, what are what do we think are reasons why we haven't had meaningful relationships? Or just LGBTQ plus people. Oh. Um, not you in particular, but if you use, use yourself as an example. Okay. Um, because a lot of people responded to that and people yeah. reconciled with that. And a lot of people who are in their 30s and late 20s have never had, you know, relationships think, romantically. Personally, I think just as a community as a whole, it, it, it speaks to the oppression. Yeah, um, a I lot agree. of us that are now in our early 30s, there was a degree, a, a, a certain degree, especially like when we were in high school in comparison to kids today, um, where things were not accepted. We've seen so many news stories of people not being able to go to prom, wearing what they want to wear, you know, for training trans folks for example or taking who they want to take for mm -hmm. for gay folks for yeah. example yeah. and so it was like the fight was really fought of course 
prior to us, but as it pertains to school and socializing the right. school, that's our generation. Our yeah. yeah. So For that sure. the kids can now sure. the yeah. kids can now go to the homecoming dance yeah. with who we they want to right. as who they want to. Right. You know, um and so and I winning think, prom queen and king. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I think that just as a community as a whole, it stems from some oppression that we have to work through. Um, even skip school and socialization, even with amongst family. There's certain people you know who can't bring their their partner home for thanksgiving or something like that and it might not be a parental issue it might be like for me for i'm going to speak for me for example i always said that because i have a very problematic aunt who i was very very close to i've talked about her on this show um i was very close to her as a child but as i got older as my femininity kind of blossomed uh we became distant we have argued before to the point that i have cursed her out and i don't even believe in that but yes i cursed her out when my cousin graduated spellman Baby, me and my aunt got into it so hard down there in Atlanta, Georgia. (laughs) I laid into her something so fierce. She had to pull her car over. I was on the phone going off because she, um, in short, one of my cousins who we've since reconciled, we're very good right now. He had just crossed into a fraternity and he was acting very, very funny with me. I was, you know, because I was, he was a Neo. So he was really feeling his shit. Like just Mm. had crossed like Springo. Well, he's an alpha. And so, oh, um, which was crazy because it's like he definitely had LGBT uh, frat, you know, line brothers, he but your own, your own Hello? cousin, yeah. your own cousin is the issue. And my aunt kind of worked to perpetuate and kind of stir some of that up. Mm. And when I found out, I let her have it. So that was just, that's just a little blip. And so one thing that I always say is that like, oh, well, I don't think that I would feel comfortable bringing like if I had a boyfriend home for mm. dinner because my entire family is on board and I have cousins, old, young whatever that will defend me aunts uncles that will defend me but i feel like she would misgender me on purpose yeah oh yeah on purpose. Be messy. and she's one of those passive aggressive people that would do it and then be like oh i'm sorry i'm so- i'm still learning yeah I'm- but you and- knew what you were doing exactly and i got into it with her matter of fact the last time i was home for christmas two years ago because i i told her she misgendered me and i told at this point you know i'm a fully fledged fully formed woman and i told her let me tell you something if the people who gave birth to me are on board and yeah. And, and, and ain't still catching up. I don't understand what your struggle is. <laughs> I ain't even around you like that. Yeah. So if the people who nurtured me and financed me and fed me yeah. and, you know, so and then it was this big dramatic thing. She went to the bathroom for seven minutes. Everybody asking where she we could talk about it off air. Oh, but God. so I mean, <laughs> um, and so I just think that there's a lot of because I'm getting off topic, but there are a lot of different components that yeah, layer into that. And then, of course, you know, we're still the Internet generation. And I feel like the accessibility, the turnover rate, I, I can't say that it would be different if we didn't have it. But something in my spirit is telling me if we didn't have like dating apps and you met people even at bars i feel like there would be more chance for actual relationship versus just casually laying on your couch and swiping Mm -hmm. if you met someone and got a chance to have conversation with them in the flesh i think that that would open the doors to more less hookups not that hookups are bad but less hookup culture and more actual relationship culture that's interesting because like it's rare like i've been on the apps before but nothing has ever come like and stuck and stuck yeah. right from the apps. It's always been an in-person interaction, and it's always been this very either yeah, be I've like certain deputies or apps are not my thing for uh-huh. me, and especially even my last relationship and my feel like my only real relationship. I was in that for five years, and I met him in college, and we we met face to face in our similar friend groups, and I. 
apps just have never been my thing because I'm a face-to-face person. I When Same. I'm in a room, I love to figure out energies mm-hmm. and what. Mm-hmm. And so that's really fun for me. And so apps, I feel so disconnected with trying to figure out what to say, how to say it. Are they going to interpret it the way? And the, those dreadful questions like, yeah. what do you like to do for fun? It's like, ew. The What's your favorite know, color? The get to know you phase is the worst phase in like What do you life. like to do for fun is top three worst questions I don't for even me. know what that even really? is. I, 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 yes, because it depends. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you want? A laundry Christ. list? Of everything, I like bowling. I like, about. I like yeah. bowling. I like hiking. I like karaoke. I like yeah. painting. See, I like. And my new thing, though, now that I'm kind of, uh, I'm dating a guy now. Oh. Um, it's my new thing has been how do you balance the the surface level conversations and the deep conversations of getting know just getting to know someone. I feel like I go with the flow. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah it is but in person. That, yeah, in person, but also when you're texting. Like we've had moments where we talked about some deep shit, and then we've had moments where they're very su- su- surface level. But it's just like you can't just bring up like, so what are your life goals? Like out of nowhere, like yeah. I feel really? like that is a very intense. Well, Someone told me that, that I, I've done that before, and people said that was too much. It's an intense. On it's an app you've done that no in person oh oh i don't mm. think it's too much but i think that as a <laughs> journalist <laughs> i think that as a journalist yeah. you're you have a skill set where you know how to thread questions I do not together think of myself as a journalist Char, and you know that i did not know that i do not like i don't, I don't think a I'm media a, correspondent yeah see because i know people okay as someone who interviews people yeah. you know how to thread conversations together for example see, you, just might, conversational, you might have an index card of questions that you want to ask yeah. but as someone's answering a question you know how to piggyback and keep that flow of conversation okay, going okay and that's how you can get to the damn life question and then they fall in love uh, you know thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so um, but, but for back to the question mm-hmm. um i do think it is um i yeah I, I agree with you i think it's a pr- oppression but i also think there's a there's this culture and especially in gay culture in general um depending on if it's either black gay culture or white gay culture there's something about monogamy in polyamory where a lot of people like to explore especially for me I feel like it's difficult to find someone that is like just willing to explore monogamy and -hmm. actually be comfortable with that and and yeah a threesome is cute every now and then but I don't need to bring someone else into my relationship yeah for me it's for me personally I've never when you brought this up I was thinking like wow I've never really been in a real relationship like my last boyfriend was over a decade ago I've dated but I've not gotten to the actual relationship stage yeah. like I'm your girlfriend you're my boyfriend that was like I said over a decade ago I want to redo my first relationship have, it was so toxic oh crap. I have never uh, been in a the closest thing I've come to a relationship in my adult life is you know what a lot of people experience whether you be gay straight cis whatever is and, and that's a situation ship mm-hmm. where you, and, and a situation ship to the point where you have relationship duties without the relationship title. right without yeah. the title um, and that's the closest that I've come to that but then again that is another way for people to evade accountability yes because you were never my girlfriend Mm -hmm. so i don't owe you this but yeah we've been doing this for a decade you know type thing so um there's been a lot of wasted time oh yes (laughs) i mean a lot of wasted wasted. time (laughs) to to me it was wasted um especially how long was it i guess in total there was a man who really really hurt me and i don't want to go into detail about that but he really really hurt me with something that he did um, and to me, that was wasted time. I can't look back at any of our memories and smile because yeah. I'm pit. I, w- I, w- I would like to set the car on fire like Bernadine and waiting to exhale. I'm still very, very angry yeah. at the way uh, things ended. So to me, my experience with him in particular was wasted time. I think it was interesting because someone actually um, 
Okay, multiple people responded saying, well, what is a serious relationship and what is a serious romantic relationship? And to me, it's pretty clear. Cause it people, is. People thought, Why like, are you people know. people being so obtuse? Well, I think ugh. because people. Like, I, what do they mean? People like, is this may have assumed grade? that I was talking about monogamous or and okay, not stop, polyamory. Stop projecting. But, right. Because that's not what but, you asked. Yeah, but I think it's also. a very clear question. It actually kind of made me start thinking. I was like, God, well, you Twitter know what? Because people are probably trying to figure out what a relationship is. Because we're kind of at the brink of like. The traditional monogamous relationship um, is not necessarily the norm now, or is 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 part of a is part of a list. I should say. I agree with that. I agree. People are changed. What? But I think people are kind of something that I cannot get jiggy with. But I think people are trying to also figure out. You said what? There's a sense of traditionalism. I feel like that. I'm very traditional. People get thrown off because I'm a very progressive leftist, (laughs) but there are a lot of aspects of me that, you know, I can be a problematic fave. I I do believe in certain things traditionally. And personally, I am not going to be in a relationship that's not monogamous. I think people are like trying to like. That's not something that I'm interested in at all. That out on a public scale right now. Because before it used to be more like a hush-hush thing when it comes to polyamory and open relationships. And now yeah. people are having the conversations, but they don't really know the how to. The girls are talking on Twitter. Right, honey. but they don't necessarily oh know God. how to structure that to actually make it I come to fruition. I know a black trans woman who uh, does polyamory. That's been the basis of most of her relationships. And I look at her tweets. She's very open about it. Um, or I don't know if it's poly. It might be polygamy. I, don't, I forgot the difference. Um, polygamy is multiple wives and polyamory is multiple okay, people well in she, yeah, yeah she does polyamory and I, I always find her tweets so interesting threading in because she's so comfortable with it mm-hmm. um, and it's something that for me personally it makes me cringe because I believe that I'm for you and you're for me and that's it yeah, yeah. I, that agree is with, it. I agree with that, that, in that sense. It. I'm a fan of monogamy but I, you know, I, I'm not it's sexually. You never know what could happen, honey. But mm-hmm. like, come on, anniversary. <laughs> but yeah. you know, but mm-hmm. it's like promotion. I, I think there it needs to be boundaries too and much. clear. Yeah, for me, it opens. It gives me anxiety because it opens the doors too much for things emotionally, sexually. Yeah. Like, what if somebody ain't being honest, and now you didn't caught some, and I now I got it. I barely one person. And yeah, Same. I can't. I cannot deal with. I don't know nothing about having like even if i were presented with like three boyfriends nothing about that appeals to me that is sounds stressful nothing about it appeals to me so um unless you got a card like a platinum card of someone and you just that's well true. he would be who i'm with yeah what, what right? the fuck am i with the rest of y'all for true so uh yeah i feel like i can't speak for the entire community but for me personally as someone who like i said with my situationship um, I think that uh, it's very hard. And then on top of that, you know, I, I like you all, I have a lot of intersectional identities. I, I am a trans woman who is attracted to men. Um, and I think that my dating pool would be more expanded if I were pansexual or bisexual, but I'm attracted to men. Yeah. And, you know, a lot comes with that. And even like what you brought up, Ryan, men that have sometimes approached me are strictly interested in non-traditional monogamy or, and I'm not interested in that. So it's just better off. Like I'm not going to fake the funk. I know who I am. I know what I want. And I'm not about to put myself through whatever just to say that I'm in a relationship. I agree. So yeah. that's, yeah. that's my takeaway. Yeah. I touched upon religion, um, ethnicity. Um, I don't care about religion. Region and really? family. As long as you're not a Satanist. Actually, you can be Jewish. Yeah, I don't care about religion. You can be Buddhist. You could be. Monday. Yeah, I mean, you could be. In, I'm, I'm not saying nationality. I'm saying just religion. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I don't care about. Yeah. 
about any of that as yeah. long as you have principles about yourself. Yeah, and you res- like I think there can be a res- mutual respect for I don't care about nationality. Else. Yeah, you know. My heart and we talked about this a little bit last week. My heart line is politics. I'm not sleeping with you in, in you're in the voting Amaga. booth. Yeah, you know, no. voting for Trump. No. Or you got problematic views on Black Lives Matter. Like I'm not I'm not doing it. That's my hardest line is po- politically. Mm. Well, thanks for weighing in, guys. Yeah. Thanks. So, Ryan. Hi. What's up? My voice is so annoying. I'm not going to listen to this podcast, by the way. I don't listen to anything. Don't. That I do. What? Give me a break. I don't. I hate it. I hate the sound of my voice. Right. So, um, Ryan and I actually met in person because we've been online buddies for a while now. Yes. Um, but Ryan slid in my DMs, not in that way. Um, but there was opportunity with Billboard that you were hustling. <laughs> hustling making things happen so congratulations with that thank um, you yeah so ryan was actually the person that connected me with the other person that brought me on to the, do the uh, post panel um, which did a phenomenal job and they are still talking about it like good still, i just had a meeting with them this uh, actually on tuesday and they were still talking about it you did a very very good job thank you you All made right. those white people very happy good and uncomfortable um <laughs> But so right, so tell us more about your show. Like, what was the prim- what's the premise of your um talk show? Where yeah. did it come into fruition? Like, what was that? So my career has been very crazy. Um, I moved out here four years. Actually, I thought it was five, but my roommate and best friend told me it was f- uh, four. And um, uh, I jumped in doing fashion PR stuff for a magazine, um, out here called Code Mag, no longer a thing. Um, and then I jumped into social media management for entertainment company, and then that's kind of spewed me into being an on-air correspondent for social media stuff, mm-hmm. um, which then everyone was like, oh, you have such a personality. But I Really? Yeah, I rejected it. I rejected it super heavy because I, I one, was like, wait, I'm not really supposed to be on camera. I like behind-the-scenes stuff. And representation is a huge thing. It is. I felt it's like, a huge burden to bear. Yeah, mm-hmm. I felt like I hadn't really seen anyone like me besides, like, And visibility, what, yeah. yeah. like, maybe, and here's my icon, like, Andre Leon Talley. Like, I was like, oh, my God, that yes. is kind of the epitome of, like, what I see myself turning into. And um, I also didn't want to fall into a thing where I'm being just the, the sassy black gay for the, the white people. Um, <laughs> and so for me, then that turns into how I met my co-host, Sheer Lazar, and we were working on a, a project where I was a social media manager, and we brought her on uh, to be the face of our like brand, and she liked me. We jailed and bought me onto the live show that we were doing through Facebook Watch, and then the Radio.com Intercom, which used to be CBS Radio, mm-hmm. um, they were- Shout out to Gail King. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> They were starting a LGBTQ talk FM station, a first of its kind, um, where they were really wanting to showcase different voices and um, actually create moments where you could talk about a lot of stuff. So my show is called Let's Go There with Cheer and Ryan, where we do just that, where we go there on, I mean, from pop culture to politics to um, anything really lifestyle. Um, we push the line where me and Shira is a, a 36-year-old white Jewish lady from Canada, and mm-hmm. I am a 26-year-old queer black person from the south and it has been uh where we come together and we debate topics she has a perspective i have a perspective and it's been very eye-opening to learn about someone through that way but then also be a part of a platform that allows me to speak freely Mm -hmm. and call out the people that i want to call out and say what i want to say and not have any kind of filters on that and that's been very powerful for me but 
Um, it's been great. It's been super dope to be doing and by this. The, by the time this episode airs, if you're uh, around at 3 p.m. Pacific time, I will be on with Ryan. Oh. You ch- well, actually four. Four. Yes, Pacific four to seven time. is our show. Yes, you will Got be. You. Which that's how I'm. I guess officially yes, first met you. We had never met in person yeah. prior to all my friends me are doing internet friends. <laughs> Isn't the internet dope? <laughs> I've met so many people face-to-face from the internet. Well, because I've actually been a fan of you guys for a very long time. Because I, one, I I love, especially when I moved out of here, it was so important for me to kind of surround myself with, like, black people in the industry Mm -hmm. that kind of would understand the perspective. And then also they're doing amazing things. And I think it's very important to surround yourself with people like that. Mm -hmm. And so I saw you guys and I peeped game. And I was like, wait, how do I find out how to hang out with him? (laughs) And so I, I do that where I, when I have an opportunity, with whatever I'm working on, which luckily the white people trust me. Um, I can bring my friends and people that I'm like, oh, they're so dope and give them opportunities, which I want to do with my career. Which is all about, like it really is all about creating an ecosystem where we reach back and pull the next person because the gatekeeping is real. Oh my God. They got it on lock. And I refuse when I moved out of here, I said, I refuse to be someone because I have friends. Well, I had people that I knew that were living out here. And when my first week out here, they acted like they didn't know me. And we were, Oh, that's classic. Yeah. Mm. They acted like they didn't know me. They Mm -hmm. didn't really want to give advice. And I was like, okay, cool. That's cute. And so now they're hitting me up because they're like, Oh my God, let's hang out. Let's do this. And I'm just like, no, I, I know what you're doing. Right. What's the toughest hurdle you've had to overcome? Ooh, that's my next question. Well, that's a good question um uh, it can be professional or personal for me it has kind of goes back to something you talked about earlier not being so hard on yourself i think a lot of times and especially with a parent that i come from a um a single black mother and Mm. um she never understood why i made this move out here and it's tough when there's you know family members or people around you that don't understand your vision Mm -hmm. until you get to a certain spot and so for me it has been a roller coaster and I'm thankful for where I've gotten at such a young age. Um, but for me, it's being so hard on myself because I know I have something to prove. And a lot of times, even if it's finances are just like trying to figure out the next step, it can be draining because I strive for perfection. And that has been something that I have to work on where I'm not going to be perfect. Right. And you're what, like, mid 20s? I'm 26. 26. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, just, turned, a baby. just turned 26. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thanks. July 29, the Leo season. 1993. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I think definitely for me, um, the 27 to 30 yeah. and a half, sorry, 29 and a half was very difficult for me because I had expectations because I wanted to meet a deadline by 30. Yeah. And so like, this is the late, the late 20s is the time where you're just like really super hard on yourself. See, for me, it was 25. 25 was that number for some I reason. I had a quarter life crisis at 25 mm-hmm. for sure. 25 was like, oh, that's my number. My career's going to pop yeah. off, which actually it kind of yeah. did. I got this gig at Channel Q and things started to kind mm-hmm. of go upwards. But then I'm like, oh, I what's next? I think 25 is very hard for a lot of people in, to ingest because at least, you know, with my generation, um, I know a lot of media I consumed was yeah. like 25 people were getting there. You know, and I always reference two can play that damn game. <laughs> oh, God. Because Shantae had it all figured out with her power business suits and her drop top convertible yeah. and her girlfriends and then Morris Chestnut. Like they were supposed to be around that age group. Right. And so I can remember being a kid and watching all, you know, there was like this renaissance of black films mm-hmm. um, and they're all where, in it, where everybody's mm-hmm. like an author, even 
even the best man and yeah. stuff. Like everybody yeah. has Love is Jordan, in the 90s. Yeah. Jordan, who uh, was Nia Long's character, who I really loved in The Best Man, she was like working at BET and everybody's like 25, 26. Yeah. So in my head, yeah, I've, I've been like that as well. But 25 was a quarter life crisis for me because my career did not pop off the way that I thought it was going to. And I'm sending out all these packages yeah. and tapes and mm. hire me, hire me, hire me. And no one did. That's what actually fueled my move out here. So. I yeah. totally relate to you with that. Yeah, it's just it's sometimes it's difficult because I, I I do tend to be, be very hard on myself and it can it can make me feel isolated because I'm an only child and so I feel like wow. I have to handle everything oh, myself. Only child. Yeah, oh, I'm an Lord. only child and so like I I tend to not I've had to recently figure out how do you ask for support? What does support for me look like without being thinking like I'm a burden on someone's life? That I is, think we all go through degrees of that. Yeah, and even at trust me, it never goes away. You just become less hard on yourself but that feeling never goes away um even for a girl like me at, at 31 i'm like oh my god i'm about to be 32 in a few months and how my, have y'all navigated y'all spaces not though because i feel like you y'all oh, are y'all slay there's been lots of tears <laughs> <laughs> and i love to learn i'm a very big mentorship um, type of person um how do i navigate in my spaces um i think uh i have learned along the way and I've spoken about this before, like I was initially being approached by a lot of uh, white spaces and because I am palatable and I, I'm college educated and I could deliver a message. Um, but I had to quickly realize that I was kind of being used as a puppet in some spaces. Yeah. Um, and then also me not standing up for what they should be doing more kind of I've, I've acted as a consultant sometimes on projects i've been brought on but i was brought on as talent um it's just kind of just being vocal in spaces that i need to be vocal and i've learned that they will listen to you even though they might be receptive to it but they will listen yeah um and it's always difficult i mean there's always different weird circumstances that you've been in but you have to kind of keep on going life honestly. is so full of curveballs and i can relate to jace i know for me um navigating has just been kind of been uh, like eradicating those benchmarks that i had set for myself i did not realize like in certain aspects and i've been very vocal about this on this show in certain aspects there were certain benchmarks that i knew that were you know like yeah. i know that i'm expecting this by this age but i didn't realize that subconsciously i was expecting a lot as well and so it's been a lot of unlearning it has not been easy it has been painful there have been a lot of tears uh learning to be patient with myself learning to uh, accept burnout like accept Take a that you sit down somewhere Take oh, a because you are I over cannot. you are over exerting <laughs> yourself <sighs> You are working yourself to the bone and it can feel a little discouraging when you feel like you're constantly being overlooked. You yeah. know you have the chops. You know you have the education to support this. You know you're not overselling yourself on your resume. That You have the resume, the references, yeah. and it's like none of the pieces. My big thing is like I have perpetually felt like none of the pieces are coming together, even though when I now look back, it's like, oh, the pieces are coming. Okay. Right. Not, at the, not at the rate that I'd like them to, yeah. but they certainly are coming together um but it's been this thing where i feel like i always say <laughs> that you know people tell you whether it be professors teachers parents that i felt like i was raised to to be programmed like you
you do this, you get this. Yes. And that's not how life yeah. works. Go to college, yeah. get the job. That's not how life works. Yeah, it's not realistic. And so, but growing up, that is how life worked. Yeah. I got the, you know, you get the grade, you get the pizza party and movie day. You get right. the field trip. Um, We're I, even it, adulting it was, and what our parents made it look like, you know. Right, what they you made it. the girl, But you it was married. also different economy, different exactly. time. Yeah. Um, so we're raising we, different We're in <laughs> like double recession. <laughs> For sure. We're like mm-hmm. double recession. And so, and I feel like even when I look back at some of the people that I admire, like Wendy Williams and, and Oprah Winfrey, their careers are so by the book that that doesn't make sense sense in my world right like their careers are you went to school you earn your bones you're doing the overnight shift getting three dollars an hour you know you you get your tapes together you're real mm-hmm. and you shop those out producers to do things, quote unquote. right the roadmap to broadcast yeah. and that's not how it works because back when they were coming up people were actually hiring specifically broadcasters specifically journalists to do shows yeah when wendy was doing radio celebrities were not given radio shows just because they were celebrities right. you had to be a journalist or an influencer. when oprah was doing her talk show it was just oprah and phil donahue like yeah. for daytime talk and then we had the the ricky lakes and the sally jesse raphael's and the jerry springers of it but it seemed more attainable then yeah even on a local level not nationally, but even if it's like, good morning, L.A. type thing, it seemed like more of a roadmap. So not to be long-winded, but that has been my main thing, and that's what sent me into some spirals in my mid-20s. Um, I mean, I haven't done anything early, that I came out here to – like, I have, but once year one kind of passed, I jumped into everything else. And I was just yeah. like, wait, how did – I've had to kind of let go where I was just like, all right, well, life is taking me into a direction that I am just so now oh, here. Same. And it's hard for me to let go. I went to school yes. for PR. But yeah, that's the, I did PR, but I've been able to apply. It kind of made, made sense later on. Like I was able to apply what I learned with PR Certain to tools into oh, other areas. Yeah, other areas. Everything, yeah. Yeah. And see, for me, my life is broadcast. I went to school for it. This is what I want to do. That This is my, I have the, the bull's eye on broadcast. Yeah. I'm not interested in anything else at the moment. So it's just a matter of, am I seeing, like, you know, you got to make sure, you know, you make sure all your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. And it, it's really one of those things that, you know, not to reference Donnie McClurkin, but after you've done all you can, Whoa. you stand. Yes. Like, I've yes. done all that I can, yes. but it can get exhausting. For and I sure. I work myself to the point of falling out, to literally passing out, because it's like. I do that until I have an anxiety attack. I'm very yes. anxiety. Oh, I've had to, that's when same. I, when I tell my mom I was going to therapy, she thought I was like suicidal. She thought something was wrong. She was like, I'm about to come out there. There's something wrong. Because yeah. how she thinks about it is, oh, you need to go to the church and you need to go you know, oh, no, pray it mom. out. Like, my mother's a very religious woman, like yeah. Pentecostal, like Church, church of God in Christ. Fix it. Church, uh, church can be a component to fix yeah. it, but church ain't gonna. And now she understands the therapy. When it, I think a when it comes, bit. let me clear that up before someone jumps in my mentions. I think when it comes to the mental <laughs> yeah. aspect of it, there's only so much. You reach a breaking point with prayer sometimes. I agree. And God put people here to learn to learn the brain on purpose to help us. So ain't nothing wrong with with seeking additional help. I agree. Um. So yeah, the the those are some of um our tips. Yeah. Which I and be flexible. Like just. I be, be I'm flexible. only gonna be flexible to an extent. I'm not just to yeah. an extent. So, uh, <laughs> so last week we played um, six brown shakes with Trace, and the questions were a little bit um, daunting. They were a little depressing <laughs> last week. <laughs> they were. Uh, so we're gonna try again this week with okay, you. Okay. Okay. Um, they're a little more happier this week. So, are you first... familiar with six brown shakes? Yeah, isn't that the where you guys read the advice column? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a fan. And they're all six black women from crazy. Chicago yes. who have a blog, a relationship blog. Um, so question number one: 
my bestie and I have been through thick and thin for the past seven years. So secretly, connect I connected with this dude that she's been on and off with, and now I have herpes for life, all caps. Why didn't she warn me about him? And what else is she holding back? Hashtag hurt. Advice. Wait, is she? So did the friend that got the herpes was she hiding the fact that she was dealing she, with? The, yeah. So girl, what's done in the dark must come to light. And <laughs> why were you hiding in the first place? And clearly, there was a reason why that your friend was not talking about this dude. Because mm-hmm. now y'all both herpes sisters. Right. That's cute. But I mean, you, she, she got mad that she. Do you think the French owed her? I uh, no. <laughs> No. That I have herpes. That's so I'm entitled and stupid. See, that's, that, I can't deal with people like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. If somebody came and told me this, I think I'd just stare at them. But here's the thing. Something like herpes or just any STI in general, that's hard for some people to talk about or to even come to the, the realization like, oh, I have to deal with this for the rest of my life. So maybe she's not at that point in her life where she wants to be vocal and, and talk certain, about that. Uh, certain friends don't sit around and talk about their STIs. Right. right. That's like, not normal. You know, and the, and I'm sure that. she wasn't expecting you. Maybe if you weren't moving in secrecy, you could have saved yourself a trip to the clinic. What did but you learn you, today? You decided to be trifling. Yes. So deal with it. I agree. Next. So the next question, we'll do two more. Um, His ex, love of his life, was hit by a drunk driver four years ago. We had been dating for five years. I was on his side. His entire house has is a shrine. He won't marry me. He doesn't want kids. I love him. I'm here and alive. And I feel like <laughs> I'm competing with the memory. Help. What say you, Ryan? These are for you, Ryan. Don't be looking at me. <laughs> Wait a second. You, I think, I, to be honest, I think I fell, I fell out halfway through that. Like, I didn't realize. I didn't really so, listen. This yeah, is what I happened. Wasn't listening. I so wasn't. she's dating somebody. Okay. Ex died. Was hit by a drunk, car, a drunk um, accident. Her ex that she's not dating. For four. Reread the, the question. Okay, so the right. question verbatim is, his ex, the love of his life, was hit by a car, a drunk driver, four years ago. We have been dating for five. So do the math. Which means you were the side piece. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was on his I was his side. His entire house is a shrine. He will not marry me. He doesn't want kids. I love him. I'm here and alive. I feel like I'm competing with a memory. Help. Yeah, you need help because it sounds very like you're stuck in a, a, a very desperate. Girl, get out. <laughs> get out. Like, <laughs> he's not going to marry you. It sounds you. very desperate. You're not going to. Come on, Ryan. You got to come with I it. know. I'm sorry. Just get you're out. You're trying to be nice. Yeah, I was. I was. I was trying no. to put on my, you know. You're Elon. No, Yon. get out. No, get yeah. the hell out. Yeah. It's, you that's, be, be that's a sad. Yon-la. That's sad. So last question. Um, <laughs> speak to the ground. Speak to the hole <laughs> in the ground. The hole. Don't do my auntie. Speak, speak to the hole. <laughs> speak to the hole. Uh, so last question. My boyfriend's mother stole money from his account when he was conf- and when he confronted her, he pushed her down to the ground. What? His father told him you should have punched her ass. I never saw this side of him before, and now he's being aggressive towards me. What do I do? Get a taser. I, a taser. A taser? But, again. Run. Get out. <laughs> but I my bell. Get a taser and then get out. We don't deal that with the generational. Men. No, but if you like if you need he backup or some help, you, get out. So when she says she gets out, she's gonna need especially if they get aggressive, she's gonna need a little something, like a little a light. A taser, ass a gun. Up. Like take a day off from work while he's at work. Get your shit. <laughs> get your <laughs> shit and get out. Yeah, about a damn taser. Fucking, no, but she. Do you not see she, the potential in this? He getting get, aggressive with you. But when she gets and when the she, father told you to punch your mom. But if she confronts him, being like, "I gotta go," she's gonna need backup because they're gonna get physical with her ass. P- possibly. 
It's going to be a guy. very a Jennifer Lopez enough situation. That's, that's why you get mm-hmm. out you while gotta, he's at work. Amen. Call those movers Some, and gather those boxes. Sometimes that don't work. You People come and find you. Mm-mm. Well, don't get a taser, sis. Get, right. you, you exercise your Second Amendment right like <laughs> Megan McCain. But My father. Lorraine, <laughs> it has been a complete this pleasure. This is the you longest are, episode are in joy. history. It's not my fault. I didn't talk that You're much. a joy. So where can we find you? We're going to find your show. What time yes. is it on? What day is it on? So we are Channel Q. If you're in the LA area, it is uh, one nationally syndicated. So you can go to wearechannelq.com to find out where it's playing in your city on the radio dial. But if you want to download the radio.com app, it is free. Look up We Are Channel Q. My show's called Let's Go There with Shira and Ryan from 4. 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific. I am not a clock. You do that Pacific in your time Pacific Standard zones. Time. So if you're in Chicago listening, that's at 6. It comes on at 6. If you are in New York listening, it comes on at 7. You are really nice for doing that because I wasn't going to. Yeah. I um, only know because I have sisters that live in New York and my mom lives in Chicago. So oh, when cute. I, you know, when we're on yeah. conference call. This like because yeah. it's a three-hour difference between LA and New York and a two hour difference between Central yeah. and Pacific. And, and then follow me on social media at the Slay God everywhere. Uh, S-L-A-Y-G-A-W-D and make sure to put the the Slay God. T-H-E-E. Oh, Biblical. It's no, it's oh. just T-H-E-S-L-A-Y. Okay. Oh. So but you, just put, you say. Then you gotta well, put when I, the. <laughs> I know, but when I say, when you say, when I say the, the. Oh, the Slay. Oh, I get it. I see what you're saying. I thought it was you say the. make sure you put the people are gonna put in T-H-E-E. That's the. Oh. Oh, see, I wasn't. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Who types in? Who uses the like that in their vocabulary? I mean, well, if you emphasize put the, I'm going to, in my mind, I'm putting T-H-E-E, the slay guy. Really? Yeah. If oh. you, if, if I didn't know you. All right. So before um, we wrap up, I'm going to jump into this. Um, K2 kudos. All right. Time for the kiss and tell kudos. All right, so this year's, or years, Jesus, this week's KT Kudos goes to Lil Nas X um, because he is nominated um, for a CMA Award. Good luck. I mean, <laughs> sis, you're a Negro, you're homosexual. You saw how so, they, they did Beyonce. Beyonce, right. Nigger. They had to take down that performance from, right. the, from the platforms because of the comments. Yeah. And they should have just yeah. disabled the comments. ABC's really been messing up lately. They got Lara Spencer la- laughing at Prince George for ballet. They got Sean Spicer on the damn Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. We didn't even get to, get to that. And Karamo's problematic ass. Oh. He deleted his but, Twitter, right? Uh, good. But I'm tired of him. But uh, anywho, shout out to shout Lil out to Lil Nas X. So the 53rd um, CMA Award airs on Wednesday, uh, November 13th. So it'll be interesting. I probably will be tuning in because I want to see how he performs with Billy yeah. Ray. He's doing the remix, but he's nominated. I want. He probably will not win. They will not allow that. <laughs> well, it's under a weird you thing, musical event of the year. Like I don't really really know what that title means. Well, I think, and I think this year it's it's centered around women. So I have to tune in because I think Dolly Parton, Reba McIntyre, and <gasps> Carrie Underwood are yes, being I saw that, honored, yeah. and I love all three of them. Same. So I love me yes. some Reba. Oh, <laughs> the Reba, Ma- the Reba <laughs> show was my oh God. my jam as well. So we're about to get out of here again. You can find Ryan everywhere. The T H E Slay G A W D. Drag me. The Slay God. You can find Jace everywhere at Jace Barron. Hi. And you can find me everywhere at Char Says So. Um, I love us for real. Be sure to use hashtag KT Radio while engaging this week. All right, guys. Until next week. Bye. Bye.